0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Married Men Don't Talk show. Phone lines are open right now, but this show is strictly for men only. We have a few rules and they are absolutely no profanity, no politics, and no racial stuff. This show is apolitical and race neutral so that we can make sure that any man can feel comfortable on our show. And this ain't Bible study. Tonight's topic, bitter. My name is Rodney, and I'll be your host, along with my co-hosts, Tony and Darren. If you do have something to say, please feel free to do so, or if you just prefer to listen, that's absolutely fine as well. But please find your mute button right now and kindly put your phone on mute. All right, let's get started. In your own words, how would you, how would you all define the word bitter? In your own words, how would you all define the word bitter?
2: I would think about some someone that has uh gotten the short end of the stick at some particular time in their life or in a past relationship, and um they just haven't been able to shake it so they they have this this negative evil attitude uh against anybody else that they kind of come in contact with in the same setting and mm-hmm. I would describe it. I would describe it as a, um, I like to call it a time trap, or they're trapped in a certain um, spot where they can't get past. And everybody that come in that circle, involved in that particular relationship or that particular area in their life, they treat them as that person or that last person that's been in that footprint. Gotcha. Good
1: words. And Webster defines bitter as feeling angry, hurt, or resentful because of one's bad experiences or a sense of unjust treatment. Um, I'll tell you all what I'm bitter about. Um, Now, we've been doing this show in this marriage stuff for about five and a half years. Yet during this same time period, I've had two homeboys of mine get divorced. Papers are signed, ink is dry, assets and kids divided, all of that. Additionally, one of my two homeboys' marriage is on the rocks right now as we speak. Now, of course... I've reached out to them and told them about what we do here, but they've all been inconsistent. And I'm not even saying that they had to get on here, uh, but do something. You know what I mean? Do something. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't think they tried to do. I don't think they tried to do any of the heavy lifting in order to salvage their marriage. Am I the only one that has? has had friends that have divorced within the past five years?
2: Unfortunately, no. no. Go
0: ahead,
2: Darren. No, no, I got some friends that, yeah, I haven't, of course, been on here for five years, but I have friends that that's been in a divorce um, that wasn't able to, you know, my wife and I, we conduct a marriage ministry, and we do it uh, often, enough where everybody knows that you know, who we are, and when we try to assert ourselves and say, hey, come out, or come to the marriage ministry. Lately, it's been like, come to the show. They never come until they're at the cliff or the end of the cliff, and then they say, you know, hey, no sense in trying to help because it's too late. And I'm like, well, if you would have went or if you would have came or if you would have called, you know, we was talking about that on this date or last week or week before last, and that makes me bitter because now I have to try to regurgitate everything that was in that two-and-a-half-hour show in the 15 minutes I have to speak to these people.
3: Mm. You know what Good gets word. me, Rodney? Rodney, yep. what gets me is, is that men generally uh, have to be dragged, kicking, and screaming. I mean, the marriage is on the rocks before they reach out and get help.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. And at that point they nobody, nobody because they don't wanna they don't wanna open their ears or their hearts because they already got it decided in their mind that they it's done, it's over with. Mm. So, so 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 let me ask a question. Um and it's very interesting that we're talking about this. So do you think that the that the men that have been that have visited our show, that are now getting a divorce, they, their marriage would have been more successful had they been on every week? Absolutely. Yes, of course. Absolutely. Of course. You have a responsibility to the guys who you talk to on this show to come back every week and give a report. You don't, you don't have to give a report, but if it's a good one, you can't help but to you know, send that testimony out there and and, and, and give the guys, a, you know, thumbs up on like, look, man, I appreciate you guys, you know, assisting me with that problem. Hmm. So how does a show like this help the wife? Because obviously it's, you know, it takes two to tango. And you can have a guy that's doing his best. He's doing what he knows, what he's been taught how to do. And he's, you know, the way he, the example that he's been given on how to be a good husband and a father or head of household, he's doing his best. But then he's got a situation where the wife um, isn't getting help. She isn't on a show like this. She isn't speaking to her peers that are more experienced in these, in the area of marriage and, and motherhood. You know what I mean? So how can you help the wife? Because now he's got to go back to the wife right, who may be out of pocket and still deal with that. So he may be coming to here. he may be coming on our show just to get a break from the wife, but then he still, when he, once he hangs up, he's still got to go back to that. So how, you know, how does it help the wife? Well, if you help the husband, you're going to help the wife automatically. You, you yep. she, uh, I mean, don't think that she ain't talking to nobody just because she don't have a venue like this. She
4: is talking to people.
2: But... You know, when you talk to the husband and when you're helping the husband, then everything else rolls downhill. And it's been a lot of nights that I couldn't wait to get off the phone call so I can go perform what I've just learned or just to go talk to her about what we just talked about, just to try to tell her to, you know, listen or, you know, just to try to do something that I've been, that I haven't been doing that I've learned that I should be doing.
1: Yep. I agree. 100%. And I think it doesn't really. I won't say that it doesn't matter, but I think that, you know, like you said, women generally do talk um, about their issues, whether marital or, you know, or they just talk in general. And I think that it starts with the man. And I think that, you know, he has to be the lead on it. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, it's, if he's doing the right thing, and, and granted, I won't even say this show. I mean, read a book. You know, do some research mm-hmm. online. You know, go to a marriage conference. I'm not, you know, let me not, you know, talk just about, you know, this show here. Um, but do something, and I think that if the man does that, he can't help but win. His marriage can't help but be strong. That's just my opinion. It's just my opinion.
5: That's true. That's true. And well, you
2: know, what is
1: the? Go ahead.
2: And those are good words. I just wish that it, it was that simple. Um, I just wish it was that simple because I know a lot of times people do come on here or they do get, you know, help in other ways via the Internet, reading a book, talking to coworkers or whatever, and they just still can't figure out, um, you know, how to handle the other party how to handle the wife issue. And, you know, there's a lot of times, I mean, we could say that, you know, men, uh, and we do know the head of the household is the man, and you have to make sure that the ship floats at all times. But there, there's that other element that just doesn't want to work on it, that just doesn't want to help you. You know what I'm saying? You've got an enemy living in your own house, and no matter what you do, you just can't get that other person to see the right way. You, know, well, a lot that's of you got questions. a lot of No, no, no. No, no. I was saying that a lot of times, you know, when I talk to men and I try to tell them about and I'm very adamant and vocal about what I believe in as far as, you know, everything as far as, especially when it comes to something that helps that can help them, uh, a lot of times pride steps in the way and they say I got it. Or pride steps in the way and they feel like they don't have they don't need any help from anybody, especially somebody who they know. Because they don't want a, another man to be able to tell them or give credit to them that they're married. And it's not about trying to get credit and raise your hand and say, I did that and I kept your marriage together. It's not about that. But a lot of times in their in the head or in their heart, they feel that, you know, this guy just wants credit for saving my marriage. Mm. Yeah, totally no,
0: they, not they about that. Call,
2: yeah, but they, they won't call because of that. You know, they won't call because they think that they'll be supporting something that, you know, that I'm supporting. Or they mm-hmm. think I'm, know, well, not me, but they think that they're going to be put on blast. I'm like, you know, everybody's put on blast when they come to the show because every one of us are married or not. You know, if we are not married, we've been through something. some of the things that, you know, you hear on here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. so then I think it comes down to how we present the show you know what I mean because if somebody said hey you know get on this phone call get on this come check out our show it can save your marriage the average man is probably going to be like nah that sounds like a support group to me I ain't in you know what I mean or (laughs) you know go ahead ahead.
1: yeah I was just going to you know just echo what Darren said about you know things that we've been through, and just going back sure. to your point I me mean, we're just basically we're just sharing, and yeah, you know, and I want to play a clip. this is ten seconds
2: so all of that have a build up in the attitude towards this woman who's now bitter with a child of mine, and her bitterness come towards me, the navy, towards life, my parent, my family, my external family, my mom, dad, cousins, and you know those people. And a bitterness towards my career, now that was you right there, oh, yeah, sure was. I was like, man,, <laughs> I was trying to think of the show it was on <laughs> now, do you
1: care to expand on what you said there? I mean you were talking about you know why the bitterness
2: um why the bitterness there with your ex well, I can only the only thing I can think of is most women. They get custody of their children in a custody battle. In their mind frame, they think that if I'm not on drugs, or someone tells them I'm not on drugs, uh, so they can't take your children away. Uh, I am I'm a healthy person. I'm not crazy, so they can't take my children away. And then when that happens, when their children are taken away through a so-called fight, uh, quote unquote, then when they lose. Especially lose their children, and the man get remarried, and their children is living with another woman that's in her place. Bitterness can't help but to set in in certain situations. You wish that it wouldn't, but that divorce thing is a is a fight. It's a fight. You you going at the neck. You're not you're not throwing little punches with with big boxing gloves on. You're throwing punches with. You're throwing punches with bare knuckles, with brass knuckles on in that divorce court. And then when you come out of there, the loser, especially being the woman that everybody's telling you you're not going to lose, and then you lose, you've got a lot of salt to throw at that time. You, or you feel like you, you should have a lot of salt to throw. And it's embarrassing. You know, embarrassment can cause a lot of bitterness because people are going to ask the woman, where are your children? And she got to explain that they lost, you lost your children to the husband. What's wrong with you? So now she got a line of questioning to answer that's not comfortable for her. And then on top of that, you got to, to insult to injury, she has to pay child support. Well, what do they do that at? You know, so, you know, <laughs> do, during the time that, you know, after that time is over. You know, and she has a lot of explaining to do, and then she has to look at herself, and then she has to come up here and see how the children are living. And then, you know, she has to get custody, you know, during the summer times. And, you know, it's a lot of bitterness just at the exchanges, just during the phone calls, um, because it's not a lot of forgiveness at that point. It's just so much bitterness that you can't see past it. Because it hurts so bad that you lost something that, especially when it's your fault, you know mhm,
1: mhm, yeah, you mentioned the the other woman, um, you know, your new wife, and mm-hmm. what about the flip side of that, and when you were married to your ex-wife, what you found out? that she was cheating and another dude was smashing your
2: wife. How bitter did that make you? Well, um, he, she didn't actually smash anybody. <laughs> but it was oh, the okay. fact that she just admitted to me that she was in love with someone else. Now, me as a man, uh, if something happens like distance or, you know, I was in the military, so I was uh, oftentimes I was away from her. And uh since I was away from her a lot, yeah, I can understand you know loneliness sets in, but
0: go ahead
2: I'm sorry, so um a lot of times when um when she te- when she came and told me that she was in love with another man. It kind of um, it, it, it touches another spot in your heart. If she just cheated on me, I think I would have been hurt. But if she asked for forgiveness, I, eventually I would have gotten around it. The trust had to rebuild itself, and a lot of things would have had to um, come back around the corner. But um, but since that wasn't the case, and she told me and admitted that she was in love with another man, that hurts in a deep, a different pocket. That comes from Another place, and that means I'm driving second behind some other man that's walking this earth, and I couldn't tolerate that. So yeah, that made me very um. It made me very bitter and upset. I want. No, I'm, I'm not going to say bitter. It was. Just, it just hurt so bad that you know it had to happen, and and you were the cause of it because of distance, because of your career, and everything.
1: Hmm. So. She said she Let was in love you. with another man, and y'all didn't have. They didn't have sex. Say that one more time. I said um, she told you that she was in love with another man, yet she had not had, had sex with that other man.
2: Right, she hadn't had sex with him. Of. Uh... If I get into the story and um and, and tell you, I mean it, we'll, we'll be here all night, but it wasn't it was a person <laughs> that was in it was a person that was in jail, and it was a you know oh, wow. so a family member, distant fam, distant cousin, and all of that kind of stuff. So uh, I didn't want to, you know that that's the that was the embarrassing part for me too because I'm like I'm losing you to a, a person that's in jail, I'm losing you mm-hmm. to a uh that's gross they what do they do that? I mean you, you in love with your cousin? what's going on here? so I'm losing as a as a man that's in church and got his life together, and i'm like and I'm losing against somebody who who's in jail. am I that bad? you know so it's a, it caused a lot of self questioning you know um mm-hmm. self examination and then you start going over what how bad you really are, you know <laughs> so so that mm-hmm. makes you, make you uh, that makes you bitter because you didn't think you was that bad you really graded yourself for like a yeah you yourself for like a ninety and then that uh something like that happens, then you weigh down to like the twenties or something. Can I ask you a question yes sir go ahead um, when you when that happened, were you bitter at her? Or were you somewhat bitter at yourself for leaving her? Well, I wasn't bitter at myself for leaving because um, I was more so bitter at the situation um, because... You know what I I mean by leaving her? Like not giving her another chance and opportunity? No, 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 no. I'm talking about by leaving her and going to the military. No, I couldn't help it because... Her her dad was a. Her dad was in the military, and I and to be honest, I got with her because I, I got with her because I thought that she would understand the distance thing, uh, being a man being gone to go to support his family, and, you know, I thought that she would understand that, and 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 by having a military father and being in the military life and lifestyle. Then I, I felt that I had nothing to worry about when I leave for six months. So I chose a career, but I didn't. I had no idea that that career was just going to continue to keep me away from home. But at the same time, you're my wife, and and no. on top of that, you understand because your dad had to do the same thing. It don't mean work, twenty though. years. So like, you were, right exactly. What I'm right. saying, exactly. Right. It, it it don't mean. I mean behind closed doors that it worked out for her dad either. You follow Mm. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I follow what you're saying, but by me choosing a career like the military, if anybody understands that I have to leave, then it should be somebody who's been through it already and understands that, hey, I know what I'm going to go through. It's not going to be a shocker to me, you know, um, I can handle it. You know, and this was my 19-year-old mind frame of thinking at that point. Sure, so, sure. So, um, so, 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 let me throw this at you. And mm-hmm. just because we're talking about bitter, and I think that there's more to it than just the fact that she may have found somebody else, regardless where she found this person at, that she fell in love with this person. So you said because of her background that. She should understand military life and the absence, right? And again, right, that. Right. but what? But what if her situation was as soon as you docked on that ship, and you was out wherever you went, as soon as you got your orders and you rolled out, she said to the next dude, "Well, you need to understand that for six months we can kick it, but when my husband comes back, we can't." Mm-hmm. That's a I'm lot. Maybe that yeah. maybe that's how she dealt with it. She was like, "Yeah, I understand." that you're going to leave me for six months. But the untold part of the story is that I'm not going to be without affection while you're gone. Because I think we all make a a choice. So we can say, yeah, well, you know, it was the military and it was my job. Yeah, but you still at the end of the day left your wife. And some people will say, well, you know, military or no military, I'm not leaving my wife for six months, period. So So that's why it goes back to the question, at some point, did you think, man, maybe I shouldn't have left her that long? Again, you have a choice, and you make that choice. When you sign that document to say you're going to support the United States Navy for the next four years or you know, the Army for the next six years or whatever you sign up for, they tell you in boot camp, if she didn't come in your sea bag, then she's not going on a ship. You know, um, your life is in that sea bag or that duffel bag. That's your life. That's primary for the next four years, and you sign up knowing that, okay? Now, you don't have to understand what they're saying, but you do have to stand behind it and stand under it regardless because you're making a commitment to the government. So whatever you're committed to, if you're committed to that, well – you, you don't have no choice because it's a job. You know, I didn't sign up because I just love my country. I would love to say I signed up because I'm a, I'm a hero. But I signed up because it was nothing else going on. I wasn't smart enough to go to college at that time and didn't even care about college. But I was looking for just a job, you know, because my mom said, you got to go. But mm, for mm. anybody who's going to stand behind you and say, hey, I understand what you're about to go through is no other woman or girl at that time. that you expect with that sort of maturity that's going to be expected to stay home uh, except through somebody who's been through it already. You don't expect that from no female. And when she said, it was just a plus to me that she had already been through it and she know what it's like. She knew more about it than I did. Okay, all right. Well, okay, okay. Let me reverse the question. Let me just ask it a different way. Do you think she would have fell in love with a dude in jail if you had not gone to the military? Mm -hmm. No, that wouldn't have happened. That wouldn't happen. Okay, so you just answered the question. So, I mean, so, I mean, But at some point, we have to look at the decisions that we make that may have a different reaction or may have a consequence that we don't foresee. But you've got to understand, you're putting so much strength on this one woman. You're expecting her to be kryptonite for six months, and then you come home for a little while, then you go back out for maybe another six months or whatever, however long. You're expecting this woman... Flesh and blood woman to be that strong, and I think that that's kind of unrealistic. I mean, that's just how I think. Well, I think, I think about
0: every well, it, it, it,
2: it, in that case, then everybody who's in the military has the same, you know, um, they have the same expectation from the woman that they marry. You know, you don't you don't get married and say I'm gonna do this on purpose. You know, I was the first man in my family to to go to the Navy, and that was because everybody else said all the other ones sucked. You know, so I, mm. I went there because I thought it would be different. And it, they all, sure. you know, if, 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 you, if you, I mean, leaving your family is never cool. I mean, maybe, maybe, they, maybe you know, marriage wasn't the thing for a person that, that just gets in the military. It, and it, I mean, I wouldn't recommend marriage to no one that just gets in now that I know. But affection mm. is affection, you know. I mean, and it, sure. and it didn't happen while I was gone for six months. It happened while, during the period that I was on short duty. So when I was on shore duty and I started going to school, and I say, look, I, got, I need to do better for this family. I can't go out on that water and leave my children, my wife, my cat, and my dog anymore. I want better for my family, so can you support sure. me for these next few years while I go to school to get this bachelor's degree and I can get a job and get out? And that's when the other relationships start happening. I would have respected it a lot more if it would have happened when I was gone for six months. But all of that yeah. time, you know, um, during that time, it was just setting in and the seeds were being <sighs> planted and growing at the time, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, Ethan, I mean, you can't, you can't discount the six months because yeah, while right. you, you were gone for six months, she was, she was learning how to live without you. Right, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. You see what I'm saying? So she's learning about life without you. So when people I can no- normally go through that, the, the other options start to kick in. Well, what am uh, mm-hmm. I? What What are the other options that I have now? Because this guy's going to be gone most. My life with him. I understand mm-hmm. he's going to be gone. So, what are my other options? And if it was flipped mm-hmm. with men, and the wife was gone away for six months, you already know what's going to happen. It, you're probably right. you it's a no You know what? You to, Yeah, you absolutely right. Even more so. <laughs> Even more so. Yeah. You know, we'd have been like, uh, well, when you coming back? Okay. All right. I'll be here when you get back. (laughs) You know why that is. Let me ask you a
0: question. Let me ask you a question.
2: Yeah. Your question, though, is that an excuse to say, I know what I'm signing up for, knowing how how hard and difficult it's going to be, is that an excuse to accept it and not stand under it? Uh, except rephrase that for me. Okay. Is that, is that an excuse to say I do knowing that I'm about to go through this period of loneliness or loan? We lost him. We lost him. Yep. Um, So what do you think he was trying to say? Hold on. Hold on. So you think he's trying to say that, um, she knew what she signed on, up for.
0: Hold
2: on. He's back. He's back? Yeah, go no, ahead, no. Man. I'm sorry. Well, it got dropped off. But okay. if you know that you're signing up for, hey, I know that you're going to be gone for six months, uh, at that moment you should be able to say, I can handle that. Or, no, nah, I don't think I'm going to be able to handle that. Let's kick it after your period when the military period is over with. Let's kind of separate and see where things go because – I know that I can't be without, you know, affection for so long, or without you, or I know you're going to be doing your thing. You know, flip it back on me just to get out of it. But do you think that that's right to just say or lie about it and say, yeah, I can handle it, and then you get yourself involved in this relationship, and and not not be expected to stay faithful. That's a good question, but that's like that that's like trying to predict the future. I think. I think, I think all parties are will try it, you know what I mean? Or I'll give it a shot. I love you, and we're married, or we get married. I want to be with you, so I'll do whatever. You know what I mean? But I think that the distance and the time will wear a person down. You, you're right. I mean,
0: just, I but mean, I just think, think
2: about it. Think about this. Could you live without your wife right now for one month? If my wife had a a job that, let's say, I will save the military that took her out of here or a contractor that, that, you know, and I know that she's trying to get on another contract because some contracts are like that when you have to go for a couple of months over to Afghanistan or Iraq or whatever uh, to support the mission. And if she has to go over there for a period of time, and I'd say I'm committed to her and I know where her job is before I jump in. I can either I, I'll say you know I don't want to do that. I'll wait till you get back and get another get on another contract, or I'll be a man enough to to make a decision to say you know what. I'm going to stay committed to you. I want to marry you. I'm your husband. I'm in love with you, and I'm going to I'm going I'm a commit to this thing. So I'm going to stand under it even though I don't I don't agree with it. I never agree. With a husband and a wife, separating like that purposely or because of a job, you know, because it's not healthy. I understand it's not healthy. Now I do.
0: Mm-hmm. But at
2: first I was rolling the dice like everybody else. You know, I was trying to think sure. love. You know, I can live through love. I don't need food. I just need your love, and I can survive off that. You know, that's young and dumb thinking. But when you get a little bit older, you're like, man, you know, this is not going to work because you're not going to be here. And I'm going to be more tempted to do something 'Cause I know you're not here. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah.
2: If I'm that type of person. But a lot of people need to be honest with themselves and say, I'm not going to be able to handle that or I will be able to handle that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I respect the way that you have you have you've kind of figured it out now because I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. And a matter of fact if my wife got offered a job that's gonna take her away for a month and she said yes. I would be a little bitter behind that. I'd be like, that's not the plan. If she, say, that, if she, if she said yes to, yes to the job, well, you know, I'm going to be away from you for a month. I've got to go and take this job and wherever. You know what I mean? And I would be a little bit bitter about that because I just feel a little differently about work and marriage. Mm-hmm. I think marriage is first. Mm-hmm. Work and money is second. And if the work well, on, uh, and the on, money yeah. gets, gets, gets in the middle of the marriage... Then we need to find a new way to make money. Well, if you unfortunately if you're stuck in the middle of a military contract, that that's that's not an option. You got to ride that out. Yeah. Sure. Sure.
3: Yeah, but you you know that going in. You know that
2: going in. Yeah. You know, yeah I mean, but and you're young
3: and to young and dumb going in too. Yeah, but but still, you know, if if you get married and and your wife's in the military or you're in the military you know that that's, that's part of the deal.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, I but mean, if, if my wife came home and said, hey, you know, um, I decided to take a position and I'm going to be in San Diego for a month, you know, I mean, yeah, without yeah. us discussing different things, that would be a problem. That's and a vice problem, versa. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, if we discuss an and agree on it, that, that's a different ballgame. game. hmm But if if she said, this is what I'm going to do, in other words, you know, the heck with what you got to say and this is is what it is, we'd have a real problem. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: As a matter of Mm -hmm. fact, that's pointing to a much deeper issue in the marriage. Mm
2: -hmm. No doubt. A lot of underlying statements being thrown out when they want to, you know, automatically, I mean, just all of a sudden. ship out and go somewhere else, away from you, and they're adamant about it. Then there's been some issues that have been, you know, because issues will make her make that decision. A strong marriage, you know, the decision would be different. Nah. Matter of fact, she would have ended the conversation with the employer. Nah, I can't leave my husband. I can't leave my family for for a month. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not taking
3: absentee. Either that or she'd say, you know, the first conversation is, honey, hey, this is the offer. This is what the situation is. What do you think? And then you two would discuss it. Yeah. You know, but for Mm -hmm. her to unilaterally say, hey, this is what I'm doing, and it really doesn't matter what what you have to say. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you what, we, we had a couple and and these were not kids i mean these were you know 40 plus year old people and he was in the military and and um um he got stationed in germany for 2 years and she said you know what i'm not going and and he said well you know and she said it doesn't matter what you got to say i'm not going and she she contacted us and couldn't understand why they were having problems in the marriage Um, now their marriage survived, but I mean it almost ripped the marriage apart because she decided, you know, hey, I'm not going with you.
2: Yeah. Well, and, and he's like, well, Andrew, you
3: know, I've you think... he, they've been married 19 years. I've been in the military all this time. You know this. Is, you know this is the situation. I don't have a choice. I have to go. You know. Exactly. Okay. And uh, and she just dug in her heels and said, it doesn't matter. I'm not going. And. He left and took one of the kids, and one of the one or two of the kids stayed with her, and it just wreaked havoc on the marriage. For two years. For two years.
2: Yeah, that's 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 insane to me. Just like you said, Andrew, there's some underlying issues
3: going. Why would you want to leave your spouse for two years? I don't care. He didn't have have a choice. He he was he was assigned to go, and she decided, "I'm not going." She said, yeah, I, I have followed I you all over and I'm not doing it. Wow. And he I said, don't think, this is my last story. Uh... Hmm?
2: No, I don't think so. He, he said, said, this is uh, my last right story. When me. I
3: finish this, I'm done. And she said, I'm not going. It doesn't matter what you said. I'm not going.
2: But see, what we don't know is how many times they've had that discussion. You know what I mean? How many well, times said, well, this is my... Issue, well, you might know. The I mean, issue
3: is... right and this was this was actually a couple we counseled and and the funny thing to me was she couldn't understand why he was so upset and at the time he was still out there i think it was germany or turkey or something like that and and when he came home from for like two weeks of r&r or whatever they call it you know you know they came and met with us and 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 she couldn't understand why he was so upset That was the amazing part to me. I mean, she totally disrespected him, and I'm like, wow, how, how's that? Yes,
2: yeah, so and so, 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 she was, so basically what you're saying is she was wrong by not standing behind him and going with him, even though she didn't want to go.
3: Exactly. Um, is, I want to say she was wrong, but the, the, the way she took the stance was absolutely wrong.
2: Gotcha. I say that she was, a, she was absolutely wrong, not from the stance, but from the position that she first raised her hand and say, I'm going to do this and stand behind you and stand behind your reenlistment and stand behind your career, knowing that when those people say jump, you have to ask how high. If you're going to stand behind that person who's standing behind that career, then they, if they tell you to go here, you and your family, then you can't just say I quit. At that moment. Yeah, that, you have that, to go.
3: that, that really came off. And, and, you know, she had valid reasons, uh, but but her, her stance was, it doesn't matter what you say, I'm not going. But what was the and we we'll, And, you know, we'll That's rip the, the family apart because I'm not going to do it. And that was the, the, the stance was like, holy smokes. I mean, you know, but hey, I, honey, I let's discuss these
0: things.
2: But I think something led up to that,
3: because if she was
2: on board, Let's just, let's just say it was three or four tours, and you know. And he said, "Well, you know, I'm gonna do this for a certain amount of time, and then I'm gonna get out. That
3: certain amount. Right. Of this time was his last tour. And He's still in. Gotcha. Yeah, this was his last tour. There's a reason why Adam fact, is out now, and they're together. And they're actually in our church.
2: But what I'm saying is, there's a reason why she all of a sudden said, "I'm not rolling with you." And I'm thinking it's because because somebody got to stick up for the woman. somebody got to. Because I understand she sounds like she's out of pocket, but there's got to be a reason for that, I think. And he might have went, you know, it might have been one tour too many. She was like, look, that's not what we discussed. I know what you tell, you telling me is your last one, but maybe I don't believe you. Said, there's got to be a reason for her to just start to react that way, I think. It can be a reason, and it can be a re, whatever her reason is. I mean, the commitment of a twenty year. If a person say, "I want to come in here and make a twenty year career," will you stand behind me? And she says yes. And then it's time for him to reenlist. But before he reenlists, he just makes sure it's okay with his wife, or he don't. Now, if he hasn't been asking her, hey, well, you know, I know it was a problem with me just choosing places without. You know, consulting my ex-wife. Um, so when I when I did that the first time, first time I chose a place and then consult her, I can understand her anger. But the second place I said you choose it, and she chose the second place, and it was it was fine. Or she chose the third place, and it was it was fine. But it you know all this other stuff happened after that. But the point I'm trying to make is, if when when you sign on your line of another four years or five years, wow. and you break it, and they breaking it up like that. Whenever the wife says, "Okay, I'm behind it, I'm with you," then when he signs his name, it ain't no ripping that up. After you turn it in, after that ink, before that ink dry, you done. You stuck in for another four years, especially if it's money tied to it. If they give you a reenlistment bonus, now you really stuck. She didn't mind spending the money that it took. That they gave you to reenlist, but then all of a sudden, in the two years in, in that enlistment, she's like, oh, I'm done with this. no, you have to it's a commitment that you have to make now, a regular nine to five, hey, I don't want you working for this place, or I don't want you working for McDonald's no more. They ain't paying you enough, or I don't want you to work for Northrop Grumman because you know they're sending you all over the place and 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 you know get on another contract. I understand that side, but certain things. Like the military, you stuck when you sign your signature on that dotted line for the next four years. It's not a one year commitment. This is four and five years Gotcha
3: you know for me the the, the strangest part about it was, and she had she had valid points not to go um, the, 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 the thing that got me was the stance that she took, and then her surprise that her husband was dishonored and disrespected by it. That was what shocked me.
0: Hmm.
3: But what, what is so
2: valid about, I mean, I don't want to get in too far in the business if you don't want to allow us, but what is valid? What kind of valid reason that any woman or any wife or husband can give after they said that I stand behind this decision that you're about to make for the family? So that's a family decision that you're making. You're making a decision for your family. when You're re this.
3: Right. Well, there were financial issues. She had a job, and they had a home, and different things like that. And and really, oh. she just got tired of, of 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 packing up and moving. And you know, okay. she had you know you know wanted the kids to finish the school out and all kinds of things like that. The kids were teenagers at the time, and and she didn't want to do this again. Um, but again, you know that's that's part of the deal from the jump. And like I said, you know you don't just say this is not going to happen and we're not going. I'm not going to quit right. my job and I'm not going to move with you. I mean, when you when you take those kind of stances, when you go in knowing that the military life, you know, and this guy is now in, you know, this is you know 18 years and, and this is you know he's got two more years to go. I mean, he doesn't have a choice. He's got to go and then you take that stance. You know, I mean, that's going to do serious damage to the marriage. That's that's exactly. I was just stunned that she 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 was she was literally floored. She couldn't understand cuz she contacted us while he was still overseas and she just could not understand why he was so upset. And 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 he'd been there 6 months and she figured, "Why are you still upset? You've been there 6 months." And I'm like, wow! How can you not get this? I mean, it, was, on, it blew man. me away. You, you said eighteen years. He had been in for eighteen years. How long have they been married? Oh, twenty, whatever. I mean, you know, they, you know, they've they been married, you know, for a long, long time. They had moved many well, see, times, point, and you know,
2: no. any. She probably, after 18 years of military, being a
3: military wife, she's just probably grown tired. I'd be like, man, I'm tired of this life. I want to put my feet on the ground and keep my feet on the ground. And she did. And, and you know, like I said, to, to have a discussion and come to a family decision, but to, to unilaterally say it doesn't matter what you say, I'm not doing it, and, and, and then wonder how, and, and have no idea how that's going to affect your marriage and your husband and, and wonder why he's upset, that just blew me away. If my wife told me that, we would have serious problems.
1: Yeah. Let me put a different twist on this. Um. Back in 2007, 2008, I had been married for about eight years, but my marriage was on the rocks. And my wife had taken a new job, as you brothers speak about, um, jobs. Um, And she had a ton of responsibilities since she was – she also took on a leadership role at this new job. On top of all that, our second child was born, and she was breastfed, the breastfed baby, for her first 12 months of life. Um, And the baby also – didn't sleep through the night until she was about 11 months old. So up until she was 11 months old, I'd get up with her multiple times a night to soothe her. And it got to the point where she wasn't hungry. She just wanted to be held. So I would get up, hold, pick her up, hold her, rock her, and she would go back to sleep. And that's what I would do two to three times a night, every night. On top of all that, my wife and I were appointed directors of the youth ministry at our church, and it ended up being just me because of having a newborn. Um, it was a bit complicated, and also, did you volunteer wife,
3: or volunteer? Volunteer.
0: <laughs> um,
1: and also, at the time, my wife, my wife actually had some slight health problems as well. Um, So here you have the, quote-unquote, perfect storm for marital troubles. At one point during all of this, I vividly remember sitting on the sink in my master bathroom, and my wife and I were talking about separation. And after this conversation, fellas, I knew I had to act. We had two daughters at the time, and I wasn't about to be a weekend father. That just wasn't going to happen as long as I could help it. Mm -hmm. I'd heard about the book, The Five Love Language, and I purchased two copies, one for her, one for me. The plan was to read together and discuss it, but here's the part about bitterness. My wife was bitter towards me for some of the things that I had done earlier in our marriage. So in an effort to try to fix it, I bought these books, and she was initially apprehensive and unreceptive. Now, this wasn't the first attempt I tried to fix my marriage, so I guess she thought it was just another lame attempt that wasn't going to work. So this caused me to be bitter towards her, because here I am trying to do something about it, unlike my homeboys, trying to do the right thing as the head of household, and she wasn't open and receptive to it. Now, we ultimately ended up working through the entire book, and it literally saved my marriage. And most of you who know me know that I swear by it now, and there are, as I like to say, sunny skies over my marriage today. Any thoughts on this, fellas? Tying it into the whole job situation. Now my, my wife nor I moved or served across the country or took a job across the world. We were right here.
2: Hmm. Well, can I ask you a question? Sure. Now, I know you're a wonderful person, wonderful father, you know, uh, great man of God. And I just wanted to ask, is that why you work so hard as far as, you know, uh, a lot of things that I don't understand when it comes down to girls' things and, and, and little boys' things and all of that other stuff. But every time I, I speak to you, you're with your children. You're, you, you're taking them to ballet and you're taking them to piano lessons and you're taking them here and there, and it's always you. Now, is that a result from um, the previous times in your marriage as to why you work so hard now as being a father and a good husband?
1: Um that's a great question and I would say that yes um because after I read the book you know I figured out that you know my wife's love language was not cuddling on the couch and watching a movie and eating popcorn it was you know helping out with the kids helping out around the house um you know doing little things what they call acts of service and once i figured that out i was like wow so yes i mean when you do talk to me if you do talk to me and i'm I'm at home um you'll hear the kids they're close to me they're around um i take them outside you know i get them ready for bed you know i do all those things and i've done it you know with, with all three of them and it's my regular routine um you know, because of my wife's job, you know, she, her responsibilities have definitely decreased. You know, since this this bad time during our marriage, obviously she had to drop some things, and I had to drop some things. But you
0: know, essentially. So let me ask you a question. Hmm.
2: So, so since everything decreased on both of you guys' side, does bitterness set in ever when you say, you know what? I don't have a lot of responsibility as I did, and neither does she. But I'm still doing all these things, and all of my time is occupied by what I started at 25 years ago or 10 years ago or whatever it is. You know, now can I share some of this responsibility, or if, if I am going to just stay with what I'm doing because it's working and it's keeping her happy, more important than, you know, than anything else. (laughs) absolutely brother and i'll give you
1: a perfect example um you know the whole point of uh, bedtime now that my girls are older you know they can sort of you know tend to themselves so i still you know kind of assist them or, or keep them on the right track but you know my son i still get him ready for bed and everything and but you know sometimes You know, again, that's my regular routine to get them all ready for bed or to, you know, assist. But sometimes I'm just busy or I can't do it. Um, And I do tend to get, I guess, some flack when maybe I do, you know, the bath time and the bed, you know, and bedtime six nights a week and then here comes one night and, I look for some relief and I would say that she's not as open and receptive to it as I would like her to be wow you know like I said you know I do it on a regular basis and sometimes specifically Sunday nights and you know you guys a couple of you guys know why um, but I'm busy on Sunday nights, so you know I really can't do it on Sunday nights. So, and I, you know, I generally, and it it depends. I mean, she is receptive, but I guess it, you know, my thing is that it shouldn't be no flack at all. You know how I see it. Because again, I do it on a regular basis. I don't complain, you know, it is what it is. That's my responsibility. And when I'm here, I do it. So that one time that it needs to be done you know it's like handle it you know why right. you know don't necess- don't lo- don't look at me like what are you doing it's like hey can i get some you know can i get some help you know because that that's one example that i can i can recall you know right off the top is that you know it's it, so, it is so you, a little you bit of, this
5: re-
3: you, you you started mm-hmm.
2: this thing right. From trying to better the marriage, and it became an, an an automatic push button go for you as far as helping and helping and helping. Now that helped then turn into uh, this is your job from now on. So then when it's when it's time for you to say hey, give me some relief, she looks at you like, are you kidding me? That's 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 what you're supposed to do. Get now, get to it, type of thing. I mean, I'm not saying that that's what she says, but that that's the impression uh, or that's her expectation of you to continue to do what you've been doing regardless because that's what you that's what your job is and it's kind of been pinned to you that that's what you got to do is that yep. that, that now that's that set in bitterness
1: mm, i would say frustration i don't you know never before it might have set in you know, the years past, it, it might have said in some bitterness, but now it's just like, come on, mm. you know, it's just like, you know. But I, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's bitterness. But, I mean, you're right. Because I do, you know, those things and every are my responsibilities. Like, when I can't do it, you know, I'm expecting, hey, just jump in there, you know, be my relief and
2: have at it, you know. Right. That's crazy how I'm sitting here listening to you say that it's your responsibility and your relief but they're your kids, the both of y'all. You see what I'm saying? And it's, and, and, and it's, it's, it's I mean, do you ever get, uh, and I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Darren, do you get bitter at yourself because you allowed it to get to this point? No,
1: um, because going back to, you know, the whole reason why, like when I can do it, I do it and I do it in love. You know, I don't. But you do it every day. No.
2: It's not when you can do it. You do it every, you do it six days a week. So that's not what yeah, I can do. Much. That's that's what you do. You do ballet. I mean you do, I mean, you do all that.
0: Yeah,
1: and the reason being is that you know my job is a little bit different than her job because when I get off, I do have things that I have to do. But you know, since she's a teacher, you know there things that teachers need to be need to be doing after hours. So the whole yeah, it's, like it's it's a it's like a catch twenty two. No, no, because it's a catch-22 because if the school, if the papers don't get graded because she's taking them to ballet or doing the bath time or, you know, that, I mean, that's going to only be a problem for me because when when she gets back, when she gets back from ballet, the papers still need to be graded, whereas she grades papers while I'm gone. So when we get home, she's done.
2: Okay, well, let me so ask you
1: this. So it's a, a catch-22, you know. It's a, it's a catch-22 <laughs> with that. Is that. It's listen, only
2: – Listen, I, I'm not a teacher. Is it, it, it? But you can grade mm-hmm. papers in an hour if you got no, the answer. No, you
1: cannot. No, you cannot.
2: If you got the right answer, right, wrong, right, wrong, <laughs> right, wrong, right, wrong, right,
0: wrong. Back, right, wrong, yeah.
3: right, wrong. Here's a little comment. This <laughs> is what you should have done. Right, wrong, right, wrong, right, wrong. Tony, Tony.
1: I think you I think you hit the nail on the head when you say you're not a teacher because that's not how papers are especially the essays like you got to read an essay it ain't no right wrong right wrong you have but to read it page by page it's, it's not essay but it's a lot but it's not check off here and there either
2: but I bet okay let me is. ask you this let me, let, let me ask you this Rodney let me ask you this mm-hmm. it's the summertime now. Yes. can y'all – do you compromise, um, okay, now you're not in school, it's the summertime, you don't have to do as much work. Can I get some of this off of me now? Or is it because it's, it's the summertime and you're still 100, you know, uh, your, your speed is still 150, you know. Um, so do you get some relief in the summertime? And that's that could be the deal, so to speak, you can just get it? you know, get your time off during the summer when she's off with the you know, some of the responsibilities?
1: Yeah, and the thing about it is here's the thing with me, is like I really don't need the summer off. And I'm gonna be I'm being honest here. I really I really don't need like three months off from it. You know, I don't mind doing it. I mean it is what it is. But there are just some times and, and that's been our I guess conflict that it might be like I pop up today and I don't feel like doing it, so you need to do it. And that really doesn't work uh, for us, you know, because she's expecting me to do it and then it doesn't get done, and then I'm just like, I don't feel like doing it today, so can you handle it? she rather, you know, but, you know, the whole thing about it is that I don't. I just need like a day here, a day there, you know.
5: I don't, so tell her you know, like I- one day.
1: Go ahead, bro. Can, Go I, ahead.
5: can I can I can I take up for the women like uh, like Tony was doing earlier? So yeah. are there certain things Rodney that uh, she does all the time, i.e., like doing hair, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you. I don't do hair. so. I mean, the roles, you know, the roles work for people in different ways, and I'm sure there's things that she might feel like. Well, Dad, can I get a break from this?
1: And she has. And speaking of hair, like she's got two heads of hair to do, and I don't do hair. I don't touch hair. I barely even do a ponytail. I don't do it. And she absolutely had, can you know, can you help me wash the hair? You know, can you take the braids out and stuff? I'm just like, nah. I mean, literally, I'm, I'm literally telling you the truth. Nah. And, and also, homework. I don't do homework. I don't, I don't look at homework. Cause I, you know, number one, I ain't here. You know, when they when they get home, so there's time before they go to ballet that they're doing homework. And bros, I don't look, I don't look at homework. You know, I, it's only when needed. But she, that's her department. And you know, she's in the last, um, you know, the last few weeks or whatever with the last few weeks of school here, last couple months with her mother being sick. You know, um, I had to pick up the slack you know, with the homework and everything. And I was just like, what are we supposed to be doing here? Because I don't know, because that ain't my department. I don't get involved with it. You know, she handles it, and it's done when I get home from work. So I don't even, you know, I kind of ask them, you know, look at their report cards and stuff. But I ain't involved in the day-to-day homework and what's got to be done during the week and stuff like that. I don't get involved. That's her department. So I think it goes both ways is that, and she's also, you know, said to me, like, can I get some help around here, you know, with the homework? And I'm just like, but y'all are done when I get home. You know what I'm saying? Or So, mm.
2: so, I mean, so do it, you think it's, it's an even w- split? Well, well, I mean, again, and the brother was right. What, what, what works in your household works in your household. may not work in other households, but if it works for you, that's fine. Do you think it's an even split between your responsibilities and your children and her responsibilities? And It's an even split. Because she does do mm. the hair, but you do everything else. I don't oh, think it I even split say.
5: exists in marriage. Does, does does that even exist? An even split? I would venture to yeah, say that. Yeah, I think so. Rarely happens.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah,
5: yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I split.
1: don't. I don't. I don't think so. Um. And again, in my case. So you think she does more? I, she does more. No, I think I do more. You know, but of course I would think I do. I mean, I'm sure sure she would say she does more, you know, when it comes out to it. But, you know, the thing about it is that, again, if I give her some of the stuff that has to be done, it's only going to push that stuff, work-related, that she has to get done further down the line, which is going to affect our quality time. So I look even at in the it as,
2: Even in the summertime? Even in the summertime?
1: Well, the summer is a more relaxed attitude. Um, Again, ain't nobody got to you know, there's no no hard bedtime. Nobody's going anywhere in the mornings, you know, so it's a little bit lax. So it's not as, uh, I guess, stressful for me, you know, getting their baths or getting ready for bed because it's really a loose, loose environment versus – you know, you got to hit the bed at a certain time. The alarm clock's going off for the next morning. You know, people have got to get dressed and out the door. I mean, it's pretty stressful, and they got to eat, pack the book bags, pack the lunch, play the piano. You know, it's just more stressful, whereas, you know, in the summertime, everybody's just loose and free, so it's not, you know, again, like I don't need
2: to sum off, you know. I'm, I, I, like, yeah, like right that now, doesn't mean that
0: doesn't Sunday you Sunday can't though.
2: take it, though. That. I mean, if you, if you can, if you cannot take it, I mean, if you can take it, you, I mean, it still seems like you're going at 150 miles per hour in the summertime. So I'm just saying, you know, it, it, it's no different from the winter time than it is the summertime. It seems now I'm not at your house, but you know, I and, and, I, and I go through some of the th- same things, you know, Hey, in the summertime it's supposed to slow down. Well, guess what? It's going to slow down. And, but if it, if I do say something sometimes, I think that it would have a somewhat negative impact on the marriage. So, therefore, it, it forces me to not say anything because I don't want things to – I don't want to ruffle the feathers. Is that how you feel, too? or You trying to sugarcoat it, Darren? That's what it sounds like you're trying to sugarcoat this thing. Don't sugarcoat it. <laughs> say what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you trying to shoot a show so to help a brother out? Say what it is. What you mean you don't want to ruffle feathers? If you don't feel like doing something in your house, what do you say? I ain't doing it.
4: You do it <laughs> because I said so.
2: <laughs> That's right.
4: But I, I'm just saying. I, mean, say, I will say. This. At the end of the day, I'll we have this. that
2: right, gentlemen. And we on this call, and we talk to people all the time about being the head of your household and to make sure that everything is done correctly and it's all on you. That comes with a reward. The reward is, hey, I'm not doing it right now. You do that. I don't feel like doing the kids right so. now. You do the kids because I said so. And I don't hear that going on, on this with y'all's dialogue. I hear, okay, well, let me keep the peace. Let me, well, no, that's what I'm asking Rodney. That's what I'm asking Rodney because I'm only asking them because I know that that doesn't work. Well, I, In my case, it didn't work and bitterness set in. I mean, it, it was by default, it set in because I was like, wow, well, I, I got to do this every single time. What are you doing? You're watching TV. You're not doing that. That's what's in my mind. And when, it, when I don't say anything, I mean, you get to go work out. You get to go do this. I'm cooking dinner. I'm cutting grass. I'm emptying trash cans, and I'm doing hair, <laughs> you know. And it's like you're not doing nothing, but you're happy-go-lucky. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, and, and bitterness set in all automatically because I'm upset inside, and then she look at me and say I love you and, uh, and expect me to say I love you too with a smile on my face. <laughs> I just don't get it, man. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I can't I can't sugarcoat it. I I don't get it. I mean, no, I just I'm think just, that's, that's why I, I know how you feel, but you're not saying how you feel. I know how you feel. No, Tell man, how you feel. I'm, Look, I, I respect Rodney,
1: okay?
2: I respect what <laughs> no, respect He, he can
1: relate. He but can relate. See, the thing is that you can relate and, and, you know, maybe somebody else can relate. But the whole point is that, you know, um, like even, you know, uh, like right now, you know, my wife has uh, taken the kids for a week to visit grandma for the week. So I'm chilling. So she was like, do what you need to do. Hang out. I said uh, I appreciate that because well, I ain't, ain't
3: got you know. It. Yeah, you're huh? right. You're right. Right. You're right. Listen, listen, listen.
2: You you know you got a, so then you got another fifty weeks. You know to do it right. Fifty one weeks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so she give you a week <laughs> off. <old. laughs> that, wow. Again,
5: that's all I need.
0: <laughs> you you get a whole pass that's I
5: need.
0: <laughs> You get a
1: whole pass. All I need. <laughs> again, I don't need no more than a week. I don't need
2: three months off.
1: But see, that's you
2: might listen. need it. But, that's, but that's, that's, just because you don't need it, that doesn't mean you, you shouldn't take it. I mean, that, don't say that, hey, baby, just put it all on me when you get back. Cause all, I mean, I don't need all this time off from doing all these things that you're not doing. You know, it, It's like, you know, let's pick this stuff up so I won't have to have no week off. Let's pick this stuff up so I can feel like going on vacation with everybody.
1: but again when the the split up and she's actually still um doing work at least uh this part of the summer because she has a class a a required class is not optional you know for a certification you know as a teacher so that's Mm -hmm. stuff that's daily that has to be done that's just temporary you know but that has to be done so it ain't like you know even now she's not chilling you know she's got stuff that has to be done and again it's not an hour
0: it's well, let me ask you one this.
2: hour But <laughs> Let me tell you something. My, my ex-wife, let me tell you what she used to do. She used to make stuff up just so I can continue to do all the things that I was doing just to seem busy. I'm not saying that's what your wife's doing. I'm just saying that the stress level, even when it's not at a, at a tip, at the tip top, it was like made to be as it was so, even though it wasn't. And and I could see that you wasn't as busy as you was yesterday. So why are you trying to play it off to make it seem? And then I end up making excuses for us be like, you know, hey, but well, my wife is this, my wife is that, my wife is this, that's why I'm here. You know, where is she at? And and I have to make excuses why she don't feel well or why she ain't cooking and all that old kind of stuff. You know, so bitterness set in for me. It It really set in for me. Even though that wasn't the problem, I mean, that wasn't the reason why we got a divorce, but it was a problem in the marriage that I didn't like, and I just kind of chalked her up as being a lazy person.
1: You yeah, know. I would say that's not the case. I mean, she don't make, you know, she, she's not making herself do stuff, you know, just to have something to do to make sure that I do my responsibility. I wouldn't say that, Um, you know, well, about well,
2: her, so. I don't think I don't think that she has to do that because you're going to defend what, and, you, you know, your husband, so you're going to defend her homework, her grading papers, her tired time. You're going to defend it and say, well, you know, this is what she has to do, so I have to take up the slack, and I don't need a summer break, and I can just keep doing these things. You know what I mean? So she doesn't really need to do much other than just come on home, right? Because you got it yeah. under control. I mean, but, and,
1: but, but, again, the fact of the matter is, like, I'm available. I guess is how I look at it. So if I if I wasn't doing it, I'd be sitting on the couch, eating potato chips and chilling while she's running around with the kids or doing whatever she needs to do. Versus when I do it, she's actually doing stuff that has to be done, work related. Mm. So it's like, why when so, I'm available, when I'm chilling, you know, that I can't do some of these things to help out. Because if it was the roles were reversed, because she's not chilling. It's not like one person gets to chill and the other person gets loaded down with all of these household responsibilities. That's not how it works.
5: Well, earlier when we had. I'm also I'm also curious about who's doing all the other chores. You know, we're hearing on one side of it, so I'm trying to figure out here. You know, how much of this is realistic versus how much of this is really, you know, we 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 feel for Rodney because he's running around all the time, but there's there's a lot more that goes on in the household: cooking, cleaning, laundry. You know right. all that other stuff, so who's which cooking? I don't who's it, it it may it may be more even weekends. than we think. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I only cook who's on the weekends. Every
0: night.
1: I only cook on the weekends. So you know, she cooks so five days a week. Yep. And laundry cleaning, I ain't cleaning too much. So all of that, yeah. I clean sometimes, and I gra- I might grab the laundry sometime, but. She usually starts that, Cause like the brother said, I mean, you got three kids, laundry got to be done every week. That's a, you know, that's a ministry, the laundry okay. ministry. So, you know, and that's <laughs> washing, drying, folding, hanging up, putting away. Like half the time, I do the laundry, I don't even put the stuff away. It'd be sitting in the basket all week. Yeah, you, you know, like So it. it's not even, it's not, it's not even a complete job. Like when she does it. The clothes are put away, the clothes are ironed, the hung up I mean everything is done. Iron, in, in iron back, hand folded? It, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm.
2: Yep. Well earlier earlier so, the, earlier tonight you said that uh, I don't know if it was you, I think we discussed it. But earlier tonight we said if a job was to be in the way of a of a marriage, then you gotta kinda kinda prioritize if marriage is first then the job is second or family is first yeah. and then the job is second, then it should be portrayed in, you know, as so, or as such in the, in the household. Sure.
1: Yeah. And that was my problem, you know, back in 2007, 2008, you know, the marriage essentially took a back seat to the job and the new baby. I mean, that's an honest statement. That's what happens. I mean, I mean, that's what happens. Excuse me. Um, the marriage was not a priority versus the job and the new baby. Those were the priorities. And that's why it was like we hit a wall.
0: Mm. Okay. Okay.
2: You
1: know, and no. – go ahead.
2: No, I was just going to ask a question if you was finish, if you was finish your point. Yeah, I'm it, finished. It was, I'm was, finished. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So if someone was to hurt their wife and she becomes bitter, does it ever really go away even though they say I, or they claim to have forgiven you? Does it ever really go away even though, you know, you did something to her and she says she forgive you, you ask for forgiveness, but that bitterness um, it seems to be still there in some cases. So does it really ever go away?
1: I guess maybe to give... Let's give a real-world example. Let's say the the husband cheated five years ago. Mm-hmm. Is it is it okay for the wife to still be bitter about it? If she's forgiven him, they moved on, but there's still a little bit of bitterness there. Is it okay for her to be bitter about he cheated five
2: years ago? Yeah. Oh no, I'm saying I'm not saying it. Is it okay? I'm saying is it really? Ever does it really ever go away? I mean, if he cheated five years ago, is she still bitter about it? Yeah, is she still bitter about it? Even though she claims is not there, is 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 it still really there? Hmm. Because because what I'm hearing from you uh, in, in your in your situation, you read the you read the book of the love languages, and you you found out the love language, which I really don't think it has anything to do with all the workload you picked up after these kids came. But you found out the love language, and you <laughs> yes have, have you read the
3: book? No,
2: I haven't read the book. Right. Yeah. Read
1: the book and come back to me.
3: Well, listen. Well, let's Rodney. He does have a point,
2: though. Even though it's active services, you know. I mean, yep. my wife is 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 kind of like acts of services too, to a portion, but she ain't going to pimp me out. I mean, it just ain't going to happen. So I can be like, well, I've got to do all this stuff around the house and all this other stuff. I've got to do this just, so, just to make you happy. You know, you better find another way to get happy too. So it might be, you know, I'm going to sit down and watch and watch some movies and do some date night stuff. I'm going to mix it up so I'm not stuck doing all that stuff just because it's, you know, acts of services.
0: <laughs> Cause, you know, I mean,
2: I'm telling you, man, if you give them some rope and let them know that they that they got some kind of leg up on you, they're going to take advantage, man.
3: So you, take, you, you think my is.
2: wife is taking advantage? Let, let, me, let, me, let me just ask you, brother. You think my wife is taking advantage? I don't think that your wife is taking advantage now that you brought up all the other things that she does in the house because you didn't bring that up earlier. You, you didn't bring all that other stuff up earlier. You just talked about how you were doing the kids. Yeah, if she's doing all that, then she's doing her part. But if you were doing everything and the kids, oh, you would have been being
3: pimped. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> oh, the kids. You know. So I oh, mean in man.
4: essence, I mean she
1: she may be doing more. You know, I, I she be, be just, doing you know, more. I'm just, I'm just focused on the kids, but, you know, again the cleaning the uh the laundry and the cooking she does i mean she does the bulk of that every week
2: mm-hmm. you know okay. so and great support but you but you claim it's, you claim you claim it's frustration
1: and i, I get yeah that. I mean, he, yeah here's the frustration is that okay, just like when she said to me you need to cook on the weekends to help me out so I ain't got to cook be slaving seven days a week
0: No, it's like okay
1: you're right and i you know i don't know this was a while ago when we decided on this but i don't know if there was initial resistance but you know now it's just like all right i gotta figure out what's something to eat you know and i don't it ain't no you know can you cook you know i don't feel like doing it it's just like that's my responsibility and so that's what <clears throat> excuse me that's what i'm you know when i ask her to step up But I guess the difference is, like, I know on Monday that I got to cook on Saturday and Sunday. Like, I could just throw a monkey wrench in, and it'd be like Thursday, and I'd be like, "Yeah, can you handle the kids?" She don't really operate like that, you know. That's the problem. The the I have to, you know, it's got to be planned out. Thursday nights, you're doing the kids. You know, that would be versus me just saying, "Oh, you know, I had a rough day at work. I just want to sit down on the couch and eat." potato chips, and you go handle the kids sure. for the night. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So it just works different, whereas it's but planned happens, like
2: Saturday, so. Sunday. Go ahead. But it's going to be times, Rodney, right when you come in and you'll be like, yeah, I am tired. I don't feel like yep. doing nothing. I have a You handle it. <laughs> and, that should be,
4: and that should be, listen, listen, that should be the end of it. It shouldn't be, no ah uh, none of that.
2: I, I had a rough day today. We reserve that right because if it was flipped and she comes home and she says, I had a rough day today, didn't go well, what are we going to do? I got it. Don't worry about it. Just sit down and, you know, just sit down. Don't worry about it. it." You already know it because you do it every day. Right? You Mm go, I got it, honey. You got to do whatever you got to do. That's fine. Go ahead and do it. I got it. So when times you come home with a rough day, you should be able to say, I'm not doing anything and I still want to eat.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. But so, I mean, talking about bitterness, how can bitterness um poison be poison to be a poison to the marriage?
2: Oh, it can cause it can definitely cause you to hate your spouse. I mean, bitterness it first starts with frustration and then it turns into bitterness and then bitterness then turn into hatred. But it's, it's not hating your spouse. It's, it's, um, it's hating what she's not doing or hating what gets on your nerves. And then that causes uh, things in the bedroom to slow down that causes the love to, you know, I love you to stop or slow down. That causes a lot of stuff to just uh, deteriorate slowly. Um, and then they want to know, you know, well, why why are you doing this and why are you not doing that? And, you know, why are you not saying you love me? You used to hold my hand when we walk in the store. So that causes a lot of stuff to slow down naturally. And you're not even wondering, you're wondering why, well, dang, why, why is this and why is that? And it's because that, that frustration turned into bitterness that turned into hatred of you snoring or turning into hatred about you, you know, not helping in, in, in certain cases around the house or with the kids or, you know, you're not washing the cars or you don't have a job, you know. All these things can set in and they can stop and, uh, it can stop progression, you know, when it's supposed to be uh, a marriage of understanding and compassion. When you know a source subject is on a person, like, you know, I noticed this one guy, he got a job, and his wife was always telling him to go get a job, but she got tired of telling him to get a job, and then he think he's going to get some nookie? No, it's it's not going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I, I just don't agree with uh, – not communicating what frustrates you because you think it's nothing going to be done about it. You know that that that's the worst because now you 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 stuck with that, and as you're stuck, as you're stuck, you're stuck with it by yourself, and nobody's you know, and it's just harboring, and it doesn't stay there. It turns to it, it takes a turn for the worse, uh, you know, and if it keeps if it keeps circulating. In, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Good words. I think Rodney dropped. Oh. Well, I got a question. Um, sure. When is one justified of being bitter? Um, I would say when your repeated cries for help keep getting ignored. When you keep going over the same things over and over again and your spouse or significant other is just unresponsive. So if they don't think nothing wrong with what you're complaining about and they just chalk it up to you just complaining,
0: the behavior is yeah. not
2: going to change. It's not going to change. So you think that's best a point, let's just say it. One of my boys, he don't like his wife wearing these um this fake hair in her head because she she doesn't look right in it, and he thinks you know her real hair is better, and he keeps telling her not to wear weave or extensions or whatever she has, and and she keeps doing it because that's what she wants to do. She says she makes her own money, and uh, she can put it in, and he says you know the cost it's not cost effective. It's two hundred dollars every time you go get it redone. You go every two weeks when you should. You know, just go every month or two. You go mm-hmm. when there's nothing wrong with it, and she goes anyway because she can afford to. Well, mm-hmm. you know he he doesn't like it, but he's starting to think: is it justified? Then you know, it, it, it's he's been ignored basically about that particular situation. He's been ignored. Hey, can, you, can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, Okay. So, so, so. And I think the issue with that was kind of what I was going to say about the other thing. Um, it's not about whether you think the person is tripping, right? Because sometimes you'll be like, yeah, you complain, you complain, you complain, stop complaining. But it's the way it makes your other person feel, okay? So the woman getting these weaves, right, mm-hmm. um, is not being considerate of the way it makes her husband feel. You see what I'm saying? He doesn't yeah, like it. It's not a, it's not attractive to him. So she's thinking about herself other than saying, well, I married this guy, and maybe right. he just doesn't like the way I look in it. So that justifies him in being bitter about that particular situation? Well, yes. Yes, because because she's not t- taking into account the way he feels about a certain topic. See, a lot of times we, we may say that is not wrong, what I'm doing is not wrong. I haven't broken any laws, what I'm doing is not wrong. But it's not about Correct. being wrong, it's about the way your spouse feels. If they okay. don't feel comfortable with it, then that should be the issue.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, well a lot problem, of people would call that, that petty. Well, I mean, a lot of people call Well, no, would no, no, okay, evil. okay, again. I'm going to go with the um, lawnmower incident, the lawnmower example again, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't want to cut your grass on a regular basis. Your wife wants the grass cut. She asked some dude to cut that grass. You come home, another dude has cut your grass. Mm-hmm. Right? She didn't do nothing wrong because now the grass is cut. She delegated and the grass is cut. Right? <laughs> but the way it made you feel is that she got another man to cut your grass. It doesn't make you, you you're not receiving that well. That is the issue. Okay. You follow what I'm saying? Even though she could say, man, well, you know, you ain't cut the grass. I got somebody else to cut the grass. But the way it made the man feel, you get, he feels violated now. That she went around his, you know, behind his back or whatever the case may be to get another man to come in and cut that grass. So now we got to figure out, well, which is, which is, the, which is the, the worst of the two evils? Mm-hmm. Is it of uh, the grass being cut or is it being cut by somebody else or another man? Exactly. So now the grass is cut, but you got a bitter husband.
0: And he's going to be bitter
2: every time every time you talk about the grass, he's going to be bitter cuz he going to remember, yeah, well I better cut the grass now cuz you going to get the old boy to come cut it again behind <laughs> my back.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you see what I'm saying? So that so he can harbor bitterness behind that. So is it justified though? I say it's justified. I say when you ignore your spouse's wishes, it's justified for after a certain amount of time for them to be bitter. Mm, okay.
1: How many? How many of y'all? How many of y'all are divorced? How many of y'all have been divorced?
5: I have.
2: I'm on my fourth marriage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh man
1: But on the real though With regards to divorce The two divorcees um, Do you harbor any bitterness That you're a statistic
2: That you failed the first time around Nah not at all Not at all I I I don't look at it as a I don't look at it as a failure. I look at it as a learning experience of what not to do in the next one. So uh, the first marriage, I I learned a whole lot, and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that first marriage. I honestly believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. i, I second that. Yeah,
0: because you don't.
2: You know, I can go a little deeper than that, but I'm going to hold off on it. But I do understand what <laughs> he's saying. A lot of things wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for my first divorce, <laughs> I believe <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
1: good words, and I feel you on that. But what what about y'all's children? Are Are any of your children still a little bit bitter about your divorce?
2: Definitely nah, not mine. Not anymore. Mine, mine is definitely bitter. Um, towards the uh, towards stepmom, as they call it. They don't call it stepmom; they call it mom. But it's it's a real Um, bitter response when she calls their name or try to tell them something, you know, when, if I'm talking to them, they will be like, very receptive to me. They're like, yeah, dad. Oh, oh, really, dad? Oh, yeah. And then she come chiming in. They're like, oh, man, why won't she shut up? You know, that's the attitude. The, The eyes roll back in the back of their heads and they're looking up in the ceiling like, why is she talking? You know, and, you know, I just had an uh, episode Sunday to let my son know, look, that's that's very disrespectful. She's trying to give you some life tips. And if this woman say you have to leave tonight, then I'm not going to stand on your side. I'm going to stand by hers because I'm married to her. So if you're going to continue this attitude that you want to have because I don't know if it's towards women, I don't know if it's because I divorced your mom. I don't know if you you didn't see me treat your mom as as I'm treating this woman. I don't know what it is. But if this woman that you're disrespecting and don't recognize or respect as the the authority in this household, then you have to go if she says you have to go. So you better tread lightly because we're no longer responsible for you. You're, 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 You're considered grown because I got your emancipation papers from the court the other day, so you're really considered grown and not my responsibility anymore. So it's definitely, in my opinion, um, in my case, uh, a bitterness in in this household uh, with my children being here, you know, um, Mm -hmm. towards my wife and towards me because I back her 100% in their face. Now, I'm not saying that I always agree with her, what you know and, and and she doesn't always agree with what my decisions are but but we never let them see that that disagreement yeah but when you're in front of them it's you united front 100,000 percent of the way mm. let, me, let me drop a monkey wrench if I might
1: um, five seconds fellas The week before the marriage, she's freaking you every which way but Sunday, but as soon as you say I do, you don't get none for the next 60 days. (laughs) How many married men, how many married men do y'all think are bitter about their sex life being significantly less than when they were dating?
2: Half.
0: 50%.
1: He said, that's strong, too. (laughs) Anybody else? How many married men do y'all think are bitter about their sex life being significantly less than when they were dating? One brother says 50%. Anybody else want to agree, disagree, take it high, take it lower?
2: I agree. I agree. I I would guess, and I'll probably say about more than that probably. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think we are satisfied. We're never satisfied. Uh, we, we can never get enough. Hmm. Well, you know, on the flip side, fellas,
1: I hear a lot of married women complaining about their sex life dwindling since they've gotten married. Do y'all believe this? Depends, depends on the woman. The... Okay.
2: It depends on the woman. If if, if you complaining all the time, and you constantly driving a stake into your husband's chest, you know, about different things and complaining and arguing and and just uh, a woman just very controlling, then he's going to stay away from the house, and he's not going to want to touch you, you know. Um, He's not going to want to be around. That's not sexually attractive when a woman just complains and and, uh, very controlling. That's not attractive at all. So I can't I don't understand why she don't expect her husband not to be, you know, not sexually active towards her. You know, or the other way. You know, you can't you can't slap a woman and say, "Yeah, baby, okay, that was just, you know, that was your fault now. Give me some." You can't do that either. You know, uh but she so she certainly can't expect her husband to uh to feel that way towards her if she's a a bitter woman or a woman that just so overpoweringly controlling. So what happens in the
1: bedroom when bitterness is involved in a marriage? Nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing oh, <though>. That's good. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> popping. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about, you know, basically a marriage that's emotionally... Romantically dead. Um, and romantically, did. And I gotta shout! I gotta take some time to shout out my boy Stan. Stan, you out there? Stan, Stan. Thought he was on. Might be talking on mute. Um. But it's always always a pleasure, you know, to have him on. Stan, take yourself off mute if you can. Yes, I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, because you know, my boy Stan, it's been remarked that, and several different people have remarked that you sound a little bitter. Um, what what do you have to say to your critics? Because again, you know, it, it's been several. Different people that said, you know, this guy sounds a little bitter. You know, you guys have heard it before, but what what do you have to say to your critics, then?
4: I, I oh, yeah, said the, that. yeah. I've the the thing that. I have to say when yeah. people say you sound bitter, especially when I'm coming with the honest truth about some stuff that we need to talk, relationship and things like that, it's a way that a lot of people go to protect themselves and deviate of the subject that I am because they know that I'm right of what I said. And the best way to defend that is said, oh, you must be bitter. You must not like black women. You must not like overweight women. You must be this. You must be that. That's the easiest way to do then, to look at the problem and say, no, he's not. I have no bitterness mm-hmm. on other people. Just a lot of people can't accept honesty. And bitterness, when you're talking about that subject, we, a lot of people in relationship would not be bitter if they were honest with each other on the relationship. Bitterness mm-hmm. happens when you're not honest bitterness happened when you let the relationship go to the point that it goes there but you never say oh I can't believe it happened yes you can the first day that she stopped sleeping with you and you were married you should have opened the light and say that ain't happening
0: <laughs> right. the first
4: day that she or him she or him let herself himself go treats you like like a lot of women say he treated me like crap yeah, you treated you like crap for 20 years, but the first night you accepted it, and 20 years later you're bitter because of that. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Bitterness doesn't happen over time. It happens because people in our generation don't want to be honest to each other in a relationship. And if you're with a partner you can't even be honest with, the question I would ask the whole committee is, what's the point of getting married with that person?
0: Mm-hmm. hmm.
2: hmm. That's right. If you wanted the to tonight, thing.
1: Yeah, I mean he is. I wanna ask you a question about your past. Um was there ever a woman that did you wrong in your past or no?
4: Of course. Of course. Happened to anybody. I mean but, was, but yeah, of course.
1: No of I'm, course I'm talking about the one that really did you dirty. Yeah, like, I mean, there and one... that was
4: a woman that I trusted more than anything in this world and did almost everything for her and mm-hmm. she did me wrong. It was almost mm. to the point of uh, going to live with her and things like that. was practically doing everything there, but she did me wrong. But I made a choice a long time ago that I'm not going to make another human being pay for one person's mistake. She made that choice. I'm not going to make another woman pay for that. And a lot of women and men don't have that reflex of saying, you sh- I shouldn't pay- make somebody pay for the past or the choices of another human being.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't
4: have that principle, you will bring that bitterness to the relationship. You will be a person who will not trust somebody else. You will be the person who will question it and let me look at yourself, let me look at this, where were you and everything because you are bringing your past relationship to your new relationship and then it becomes a not good relationship anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: So
1: once bitterness creeps in to a marriage and the people have lost that loving feeling. Does that mean the marriage is over?
4: The only way it could come back is if they go back to the, uh, the, the basic, and the basic is honesty, trust, and respect. If they want the marriage to go back to what it is, they got to be honest with each other and say, girl, babe, I'm going to tell you things, or your wife or your husband, that you're not going to be happy to hear, but I need to tell you this so we can move on to our marriage." or else we will never move on. And the woman and the man need to sit down and have that conversation and really listen to each other and not be defensive and say, oh, you said that, so I'm going to say really take 20, let your partner say for 10 minutes what he needs to say without being defensive and listen to that person.
0: Mm -hmm. Really Mm -hmm. listen
4: because a lot of people say they're listening, but they ain't listening because you want to make sure you're listening to that partner. Ask that person, did you say that? And stop assuming things in your head. If your partner says blue and you think he said black, ask her, did you say black or did you mean blue?
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Because so what, you? because
4: when and, and over time, if you do that, the businesses will come. In the beginning, it won't be easy, but if you truly, the basis that you two fell in love, you two had a communication, due to this. But over time, you let that go. Over time, you forgot to say you are a great person, and I chose you to become my wife or my husband. But the words
1: make up. A- I mean, do words make that much of a difference in in a marriage?
4: Yes. I think so. Yes. Oh,
0: yeah. okay. Why?
4: Because with words, you could you could put up, you could bring up somebody who, who thinks that there's no choice, there's no way to get out, and you could bring him to become. A, Amazing person by the words that you say. If she, tr- he, or she truly sees that you see greatness in her, when he or she doesn't see greatness in herself.
2: You know, I, I had a I had a friend that had um, his wife became overweight, but it, it was like it was he was too much. I mean, he he didn't he never liked big women, and she wasn't a big woman when he first met her. And, you know, of course, you know, you have kids, you know, all the all the, the other stuff in life takes place and, and has a factor in it. And not exercising, that's another one, and all these other things. So you don't have time to do, you know, if you're a woman sometimes, you don't have those times to uh, get out there and get to keep yourself up. So she had gotten a little overweight, and he she asked him, am I getting heavy or am I getting too fat? He, he said, oh, baby, I love you the way you are, okay? So time, more time went on, and, and he only said that because, he, like Stan was saying, he wasn't honest with her, but he was afraid of the response that she would have gave him if he was honest with her. But over time, he got more and more unattracted to his wife, and then she became bigger and heavier And he always say, I love you the way you are, and she took it as the truth. But then one day, uh, 11 years into the relationship, he said, you know, you just, I mean, why, she asked, you know, why are you not kissing me or why are we not making love anymore? Then he he finally admitted, I'm just going to go ahead and be honest with you. You know, you know I don't like, you know, overweight women, and you came to this point where you're overweight. And you know, and it's it is unattractive to me, you know. And she broke down. And uh and like Stan said, she she said the same thing he just said. Why weren't you honest with me? And he said, Well, you saw yourself getting overweight, I mean, I shouldn't have to say anything to you. You should be self monitoring and say, Look, look, I'm buying more more I'm buying I went from the from the size three to the stretchy pants. And you know, you
0: should have known, it, you know. <laughs>
2: so, uh, so it just, it just, uh, it just to the point where. Hold right on, hold the, on! You don't go size three to stretchy pants, dude. That's that's but, key. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, over the years, I mean, years,
5: you know. But um, <laughs>
2: but it it was it was um it, it it took a toll on their marriage because he was honest with her that time. Now she's not attractive to him, she's not attracted to him, or she's afraid to come on to him because of the way she looks, and it ultimately ended the marriage, and I've been telling him to get on here for the longest, but it's too embarrassing to admit, to admit something like that if you would say something to your wife about uh, her, or about the way she smells, or about the way she cooks, you know, and and, and and like Stan, you know, if we was to just be honest, that was, I mean, I've never deg- agreed with Stan on a lot of stuff, but I definitely agree <laughs> on that point. You know, you've got to be honest with your mate when, especially when you're talking about intimacy.
1: So what would be the best approach when dealing with the weight issue with your wife? Like what, what would be the best approach?
2: You, oh, tell you, her, you tell her you tell the first time, the first time. Like Stan said, when when it's a problem, be honest with her day one. You know, baby, let me help you work out. Let me go over here. Let's go work out together. You know, yeah, I'm I'm gaining a few pounds, the unwanted pounds, and I want to be able to look down and see myself. And I, you know, and both of us, both of us, us, we are gaining. Uh, you know, too much weight, and we need to go out here and try to fix this, so let's go work out. Let us go work out, you know. Mm-hmm. Or let us, let, us, let us take some cooking classes, or let us do, you know, this, that, and the third together so you can include yourself in it so she won't feel like she's in it by herself and you're just picking on her.
1: So is it is it easy to fall into a pattern of being critical towards your spouse?
2: But some people don't accept, you know, they don't accept corrective criticism well. You know, they don't, you try to correct them and it's like you're picking on me or you're trying to control me or you just don't like this or that about me.
4: And and, and that's the degree that you have to say When you're talking about critical, what are you talking about? Because some people would say that you're critical. No, you're being honest. That's not being critical. It's, it's, telling, it's going back to that person and being honest with that person and sitting down with that person. It doesn't tell me that you are not a great person because that person needs <laughs> to be reassured that she has greatness inside of her. But if she takes drugs or if she does say, what are you supposed to do as a partner? Are you supposed to just let her go there and then just say, I never saw? A lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. And then she would be telling you you're critical. Is that being critical?
0: Right. Mm.
2: And, and let me ask you. Let me, let me ask you one question. Um, has anybody ever went to a marriage counselor to assist them with their marriage? No. Mm-mm. I have.
1: Okay.
2: Well, I have. Um, okay. Was one of the attempts? Maybe it was just the counselor that I went to, but was one of the attempts or the strategies is to have you to write down all the things that you're bitter about or you don't like about your spouse on a sheet, sheet of paper so y'all can talk about it and resolve it and never mention it again. Doing your well, you definitely gotta, well, yeah, yeah, we had homework assignments, and I don't remember what it is. It's been so long ago, but we had homework assignments of feelings and things to write down, things that we'd like to be changed or whatever. So, yeah, there's definitely assignments that you get. Okay, well, I don't know if it had the same effect on you that it did me, but I'm going to ask you this: did it did it cause or breed more bitterness after you found out what her responses were? It did, mine did, because it was so much that. Yeah, I mean, it did. There was things that it it, it just seemed like it was overkill, man. When I looked at her sheet, I was okay. like, Do I do anything? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anything right? Am I that bad? Oh my goodness
2: she was horrible. Man. It was just it. It was horrible, man. It was like in the, in the beginning stages, man. I was like, like, like Jack the Ripper or somebody, man. I was like, really? Even even the uh, counselor was like, man, come on. I <laughs> <laughs> was like, come on, really. <laughs> And see, and I I ask that question because I've said on several occasions to uh, the counselors don't work. You know, it it, it creates more problems, and that was one of the problems it created for me. You know, things that I thought that I was doing well, she just was like going in there and just smashing me over my head, and I'm like,
0: what? I thought that was a good thing, Mm -hmm.
2: you know, Mm -hmm. And, and Mm -hmm. and it harbored more bitterness that I was like, because now I left there in disbelief that, you know, dang, I mean, why didn't she say anything to me a long time ago? Or now I got to walk on eggshells around here. Now I can't even talk to my mother, you know, and tell my mother I love her because she thinks that I'm telling my mother I love her more than I tell her I love her. I'm like, is that really your problem? For real? You know? So I'm, I'm like you. That's why I, I made the statement. But I hope it's not like that in all cases. And I hope we don't start seeking counseling at the end of the marriage when it's already over and you just say, let me just go just so I can say I tried this last straw type of thing, you know, and and a lot of men end up at that last straw. They end up on this call at the last straw. They end up, you know, um, talking to their pastors at the last straw, you know, and been, that, that's the straw that breaks the camel's back in most cases when you find out what your spouse is bitter about, in, in my opinion. <laughs> well, well, again, um, I just want to disagree with something that you said. The counselor is a good thing. Okay. <laughs> the reason why the counselor is a good thing because it's going to bring out stuff that you're not going to talk about in your everyday life with your wife. Just like Stan was saying, those things that you're supposed to bring up, when she's gaining weight, and you tell, oh, honey, you look. Why? I mean, you look fine. You know, I love you regardless. And you know, you're lying. Those things <laughs> right. come out with a counselor. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Because they're going to ask those provoking questions. They're going to ask questions about weight, about sex, about responsibilities, about affection. They're going to bring all that stuff up, and going to tell you to be honest. When, like I said, those, you're not going to be honest within the household setting because you're afraid of hurting somebody's feelings. And you've got to live with this person. Yeah. So when, you, when you're in a counselor's office, they bring up – I'm not saying they don't assist you in being honest with your spouse. I'm just saying when, once that honesty comes out, that creates a bitterness that makes you like them even less. Because you find out how petty. Well in my case, I'll alone speak for my case. It, it, I found out how petty she was, or how petty the situation, or she was just doing tit for tat. But I'm like, if I did all these things, I'll be a, 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 I'll be your, you know, I'll be eating out of your hand, or you know, what do you want, Queen Sheba or something? I mean, what do you want from me? You want me to treat you like, you know, you're up here and I'm not, I'm way down here? I mean. Come on, I, I, that's lopsided to me. So it just yeah, it just you know, brought but, out. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. But that's inf- that's useful information for you. Well, that was just ammo you for me to, to like her. That was just ammo for me to like her less. Okay, is ammo useful information? Yes. Yeah. Would you well, rather know it or not know it? I would, would rather. rather be in I, would, the blind? I would. You know, what I'm I saying? would rather. I would rather know it when I, I know that she's not under the pressure to make me look worse than her in a session.
0: I think okay, that's, so, and that's, what okay.
2: me, so, that's what I mean by well, me a attack. You. Go ahead. So, so let me ask you a question. So okay. let's say the the sex in your marriage has changed, and you're wondering why you ain't getting none. And your sex habit is still, I mean, your sex appetite is still the same. You still want to do it the same amount of time. You feel as though you're coming to bed and you're bringing it. Right, and she's doing it with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's doing her part. She's doing it with you, but you're like, yeah, it's just all right, man. You know, or sometimes she's tired, or sometimes she got a headache, and you know, it ain't the way you want it. Mm-hmm. You know, but she's not saying anything to you because you're a man, and if she tells you that she's not happy with your performance, it's gonna hurt your feelings, It's gonna hurt your ego. Okay, so you go to a counselor, and that information comes out. Now you're a better man because now that you know this or would you rather just not know it and try to fix it? Because, mm-hmm. if, because she's not telling you, if she's not telling you, she's not giving you any room to fix it and get better and change, make some changes. Just like Ike said, his weight became a part of his, his, uh, his weight became the problem in his performance in bed. So he had to lose his weight to be better in bed. I think that's what he said to us. But has yeah. she never told him, and she was just being, oh, I'm the great wife, so I'm gonna just do whatever. He would have never known. Mm. Well,
4: can and, you and go,
0: ahead, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
2: The the thing
4: that I'm listening and the thing that I think we need to really concentrate is the little thing that you just said. A lot of the scare part that by being honest or by going there, a lot of people better it's, are are more happy to keeping it in and not saying those things that need to be said. And a counselor basically is a person in the middle that tells you you have the permission to say those things now. That's right. I feel a lot of people feel that they they don't have the permission because, I'm sorry to say, I've heard that from many friends. I think it goes more to women, but maybe men does the same thing. But if I take an example of a woman, a lot of her friends will basically back her up and say, well, oh, no, you don't have no problem, even though they see it, but they won't even say that to her as a friend. So she expects you to have the same attitude as her friend, and she won't even tell you. My friend told me this, so you should be, having, you should be accepting whatever happened also.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and in another case, though, um, as to what you are just asking, me, Tony, um, when if you go into a counselor's office, it, it, sometimes things are more embarrassing. Uh, I had a, you know I was counseling my wife and I was counseling a couple and they she admitted in in front of the counseling section that he wasn't pleasing her in the bedroom and he thought that I mean it, he wouldn't have thought that he was too small and incapable of pleasing her, but that was the case. And he's like, man, I can't do nothing about that. So it was. Now he goes in there with, um, with, with what do you call it, a pride thing, and he's not, he's not right, man. I, I can't satisfy her no matter what I do, and then I'll be only making a fool out of myself if I try all these tricks because, you know, it, it's it's not gonna work. And and he didn't find that out. I mean, it, it did more damage to the marriage. And I'm not saying she should have kept it in, but it did more damage to the marriage because it messed with his ego that now you're saying it out in public. And you didn't have the audacity to tell me this privately. Now, by him not being able to satisfy in the bedroom, then it, it, it affected other areas in their life just so his wife won't uh, sleep with him or he won't want any from her. And you know, and it grew to that, and he didn't even know why, "Why are you starting stuff with me?" He just felt that she was just starting stuff, but it, it, it was all because he wasn't satisfying her because he was too small or whatever. And you know how people some people make well when I was born, they cut too much. I don't know, but it was a reason why he said that it was like that, and, um, and she knew that before they were married, and he felt that she kind of entrapped him. Uh,
0: she did because
2: she did. Yeah, yeah. she did. And now, yeah, and now it's in the, in the, in a the, the relationship. They in the marriage and and with with, with, a, with a son. And it's like you know, where do we go from here? You know, they're do doomed. I, Yeah, they're doomed. They're yeah. doomed. And see, that's that BS that I'm talking about right there. You and yeah. you know, and the, the days of people not having sex before they get married, I think, are over with. So y'all had, they probably had sex three, four times before they got married. So she knew the size of his penis. She said, well, you know what? I can deal with this. It's not going to be an issue. Well, now it's an issue. Mm. You follow what I'm saying? She should have said, well, you know, you're a nice guy, but sexually you'll never be able to satisfy me, so let me move on. We can't get married. Mm. I know it sounds Mm. shallow, but again, that's a problem that he's having right now. So it's come, up, it, it's come up to bite him and bite her, too. Well, they're still married, but I don't know what else to say to them. You know what I mean? I mean, that, that kind of – I'm like, why why are you guys talking about that in a counseling session when that is really a bedroom private matter and, you know, it's embarrassing to especially a man, Um I mean, it's, it's just embarrassing for, especially in front of a woman counselor. I can just, I can just imagine her laughing, or he thinking that she is, you know, laughing under her breath, or go home and tell her nah,
1: nah, no, I mean, No, it's, no, no, no. The thing about it is that you're saying that you would rather her tell him that in the privacy of the bedroom. You know, I understand where you're going, but. It's tough either way, you know. Whether and I think that she probably felt safe to tell it, you know, where there's a third party involved and can sort of, you know, mediate the, you know, and mitigate the reaction. But in the privacy what, of the
2: bedroom, I mean, you go. But what, but what I'm, what I'm saying, with but the but the reason why I'm saying that is because don't have me to think that I'm just a bad person is the reason why marriage is going down a drain and you're making up reasons not to sleep with me, and you're making up arguments not to sleep with me, and I'm thinking, dang, you know, I'm thinking all these other things when the issue is just you don't want to sleep with me.
1: Well, going back to your earlier statement about how you, you know, you and you said before that you don't think counseling works, but the bottom line is this came out through counseling. Like, now he knows, like, what the issue is, you know, back to Tony. Really? Like, before, the, they never it you like she would have never told them in the privacy of their bedroom. She would have just kept it inside.
2: Yeah, but then that's what, so. When I say counseling doesn't work, I'm 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 really saying that uh, that counseling doesn't help the marriage stay together. Or in most times, it's <laughs> you have to carry in. So, you,
1: so you're happen. saying basically.
2: So you've been saying basically, that if a couple going
1: going to counseling, it's basically about trying to settle, trying to have an amicable divorce, trying to divide I, assets I, and divide kids in the most, it just, you're talking about having an amicable split, not a coming back together and a revival of the marriage. Is that what you saying? Not a,
2: if it's not a religious counselor, I, I that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I, I feel this is what I A religious I counselor? I'm, I'm saying. i does that I'm, have to I'm, do with I'm, anything? Well, if they're coming from an angle of you know, hey, you have to both lean on God, or you have to both you know st- stay in the Word, or you know things like that. I, I would rather go. So that you, tell route. Secular, you tell me a secular. You telling me a secular counselor can't save a marriage? I'm telling you, when you go to a secular counselor, the advice that you that some of them get give you is secular, and it doesn't help it. It just hurts it more. Nah. Am I, nah, that's that's nah, nah, dude. Nah.
0: <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> because, I a a
4: <laughs> no because, because a counselor is going to basically be the middle person that's going to say the, bring back the foundation of why you got back. Why, why were you two in love? And mm-hmm. he's bringing you back the basic, which should have been, been the foundation of it. That's what a counselor does. A counselor doesn't doesn't basically sugarcoat things and everything brings you back to basic. That basically both of you didn't have the courage to do.
2: Okay, that's what it's mm-hmm. supposed to do. But what I'm saying, before they get to that part, they try to get to the root. And what and when you get to the root and you find all that stuff out out down there in the root, that you're like, man, you know what? This is why. Dot 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 dot. You know mm-hmm. you and then you start figuring out certain things and then. You know, if it's something of a private matter like that and something that I discussed with you before prior to marriage and, and you saw me when before we got married and you and, and now you're bringing it up 11 years later and bringing it up again and you know what it was like. I mean, that, this just seals the deal. I'm done, you know, and that's what comes out in counseling. And it's, it's like, well, let's get back to why you fell in love. with hey, that's too late for that, man. I'm pissed off with this woman. That might not come out. <laughs> but all that good stuff you talking about might not come out with a religious counselor. It's going to come out with a secular counselor, though. They're going to bring it out. You know, and, you go, and, they go have your to, and they have
4: to bring it out because, or else, even a, a, a religious counselor, needs, you need to bring that out because, if you act like that part is not resolved, it will come back in service, you guys. But
2: well, the, more... the reason why I say the religious counselor, because he, he's less focused on the marriage in the flesh and kind of focus, refocus it or redirect it on your heart and your love that you have for your spouse. And that's what it's supposed to be about, because one day neither one of y'all ain't going to be able to do nothing sexually. And it's always going to come back down to partnership and love and the way you feel about the person and relationship. When you know if it's, if if it's about the physical, then he will bring it back to the reason why you really got married, and it's because this is your life companion and and, yeah, and, but, and go
0: ahead
4: but how can it be your life companion when relationship is supposed to be sharing emotion, sharing what you have inside? if you're with a partner that doesn't want to share, even when we take out the sex, you don't have a relationship.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. But if it's all if it's all physical and and you're trying but, but, to make up arguments just because of the, the, the lack of uh, physical activity, then it's like, well, wait a minute, you're lying to me, you know? Oh, of
4: course. And then well, you don't know, you know, have a relationship listen, also. Listen. But if it's about exactly. other, a subject that needs to be brought up and it's not brought up, you don't have a relationship. If we take out the sex, and I agree, it is about... The sex part will whatever happens in the future. Yes, you will get old, but you will never trust that person because you know that that person doesn't share her emotion, share the, the thought inside of her to tell you that. So how can if you don't even have trust, how the hell do you have a relationship? You even but have I don't that want to
2: baby. find you know it out. You have
4: trust. But I don't want
2: to find that out. Eleven years into my doomed marriage, you know what I mean. Is it better
4: not to find out that, that, that you could trust your partner, or not? no? No, it's just don't. Or is it, just, it better to hide?
2: Well, it's be, it's better for me to find out and and that is just solidify the reason why I'm divorcing her, you know at that point so <laughs> I'm like <"Hey>, this guy hey, <laughs> I'm just telling Because then wow. when it 'cause when it's when all this honesty comes out that was supposed to have been out from day one and then you, now you're finding it out you know eleven twelve years down the line, it's like, well, dang, you know, I can't even work on that, I can't even fix that, or I can't even in all this time you've been telling me this. And I'm, and I'm doing this better, I'm thinking in my mind that I'm doing this better, but now you're going to come out and tell this place, this stranger, you feel comfortable, more comfortable telling this stranger about what I probably do for you or can't do for you by telling me? I mean, I'm more understanding than that. You just, I mean, you know, no, I would like to No, no you got it, it, it wrong. You got it wrong. Evidently you're not if they're not telling you. See, that's the thing.
0: Right. Right evidently,
2: the doors, the doors and the lines of communication is not as open as you think it is if they're not telling you this. If the case exactly. may have been she would have told you a long time ago, but you wait 11 or 12 years and she brings somebody else in, you know, so that also says that why you wait 11 and 12 years to bring a counselor in anyway? What are you waiting that long for? You should have brought a counselor in year two, year mm. three. Well, that's, that's bringing me back to the bitter point. The bitterness sets in later on, and that's when it's like, oh, it gets too far down the line that I can't deal with this no more. I'm done.
1: Let me, let me ask you something, brother. Let me ask you something based on what you just said. Do you think that bitterness is just anger with unforgiveness?
2: That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. I that agree. Mean with it's, that's, it's, that's, I mean, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So if, that's, if, if, if bitterness is, is unforgiven anger, Okay. Mm-hmm. Then now you harbor that for that long and then now you're like, "Now I'm telling you what what angers me, which I never told you before, and I'm I'm explaining and expressing myself in front of this stranger." That's going to create a whole new set of problems. A whole new set of problems. Then you're like, "Man, why couldn't you talk to me?" Because we could have faced this.
4: as long. Yeah, but then you need to be honest with your partner and tell her why you couldn't talk to her. Because when when a, your partner said you could have said those things, no, I couldn't because many times when I tried to tell you be honest, the man or the woman, you basically shut me down. And why would I, I want to be? be uh, why would I still want to be honest with you as a partner when the first time I was honest with you, you shut me down? I ain't gonna take that chance again.
2: Wow, but, you go, but, but you're gonna roll the mm-hmm. dice in front of a total stranger. You're gonna roll the dice yeah, in front of, of, a, of course, a stranger,
4: because a total stranger will be the middle and telling you. Sometimes, you know, there's some people with very hard headache, and you tell them you need to perfectly. You need you need to go see the doctor because I think you have a cancer. You need to go see a doctor because you have a cancer. Eventually, you go see the doctor and it tells you. The doctor tells you, man, why didn't you come and see me? You could have come and see me because we could have saved your life, and you had a cancer. And then mm. your partner comes to you and, <laughs> Gosh, comes at you and says, I told you those things but you didn't Woo. want to
2: listen to me. But well, one Woo. thing about it you're missing one thing I feel like you're missing is that counselor don't go home with that couple. And and you know, you, you only stand one you only stand sixty minutes with, with that counselor. And then let me ask you a question. I got I gotta ask you this question. I really gotta ask you this question because Don't you didn't you just say? Well, don't you say time to time that people, couples in trouble, come and meet with you and your wife? Yeah. <laughs> so they come and meet with you and your wife, but you don't believe in the services of a counselor. What do you tell people? Well, I don't people? provide.
3: I don't you provide services. <laughs> no, I don't provide secular <laughs> services to them. Secular? How can yeah, you I provide don't provide secular when you're a Christian.
2: What I'm, that's what I'm saying. I don't provide uh, – I don't go textbook on them. Counselors go to school for 6, 8, 12 years. They learn from books. They learn from whatever the people teach them about the psychology of a person, the psyche of a person, and they try to go off of that, you know, and they give advice based off of that. We, Our advice doesn't come from that. It comes from something what does it totally come from? different. It what comes does
0: it come from, from? The, the
2: spiritual part. It comes from God. It comes from what the words say – Uh, A lot of times it's it's because of position or somebody needs to reposition themselves. So uh, a counselor wouldn't tell you that. A counselor would tell you that, hey, she's just as equal as you are in your relationship. She is equal. You're equal. You're both equal partners. But in the religious side, it's not that. The husband is over the wife, and it's a certain order. So once that order is reestablished and once we show them that, then they can start working from there on a secular side it's not that way that's not even the, that's not even what they concentrate on okay so what you're saying is so what you're saying is when these people come with their marriage problems to talk to you and your wife you counsel them on your understanding of the bible i con- i counsel them on what makes sense to them and we read what it together what makes sense to you no, what no, makes no, sense no. to them. What makes sense no, to no. you? No, 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 that's not what I said. Whatever makes sense to them, if I show them something in the word, like if I if I'm sitting up here it makes sense to me, hey, is God the, the order of the house is God, the, the the husband, the wife and the children. And a lot of like a lot of people like, Well, I make more than him. Let's say for a woman in an example, I make more money than he does. So how can he make more decisions than I do? And how come he's over me and he don't even have a job? It, it, it's kind of related to money in their mind. So when I say, you know, okay, well, do you believe in the word? Yes, I do. Well, read Genesis 3.15, and you can tell me what order that you stay in from that point. And once they read it and they say, wow, I guess he is over me because Genesis 3.15 says that the husband will be over the wife, and God designed this you know, in the early stages of of life in Adam and Eve, and he set the order then. So if that makes sense to you, why are you trying to reposition yourself? Now, you just read that. Now, why are you trying to reposition yourself to be the head of him? So that's Mm -hmm. going to create a problem automatically in your relationship because Mm -hmm. you're out of position. So if it makes sense to them, if they say, nope, I don't read it like that, then we got to go to something else. But if it, if they read it like that and they say, well, yeah, it does say that, and I can't knock God, I can't argue against a man, so I gotta go ahead and do some self-examination and, and take out some of the things. But the Negroes still need a job, you know. So it, it still boils down to what they're really feeling and the reason why they feel like they're in that position in the first place in their mm-hmm. mind. So so, so so here's what I'm hearing. Here's what I'm hearing that a person that wants to be a counselor of some sort, a psychologist, whatever, marriage counselor, whatever, they don't even have to go to school anymore. They don't have to get a degree. They don't have to do any of that in that field. All they have to do is grab a Bible, learn a Bible, and then they can just go to work and just open their door and have people in there to talk to, right? Let you well, tell. what I'm saying, you know, from the way I'm telling it, I didn't sign up for this. They come, people come to us, based off of what they feel that God is telling them to do. I don't ask for people to come in, in, in and you know, come to my way and, hey, can you counsel me? No, I'm not. Can we, we can sit down and fellowship, but it turns into that. Now, I'm not signing up and saying, hey, I'm a counselor, I'm this, I'm that. I'm, no, I don't put no signature over my head or put no staff in front of my name to say I'm this, that, and a third. When, if God, what God told me, was I, just like in church last Sunday, I shared with you guys you know earlier you know it came it came to me and my wife and I'm, we didn't ask for that and we don't charge either so so, so I'm not going to put a stamp behind my name or in front of it calling myself something that the world say you have to be a phd in to be uh, certified in this to be able to do something to help people no we don't do well, that well let me well let me ask hold on hold on hold on hold on but it's your ahead. responsibility at that point to tell these people I'm not qualified to help you. I can give you the name of somebody that's qualified to help you instead of sitting there and prolonging an hour, two hours, and then because once you have them there, then your opinions or whatever it is are going to be pushed onto them or vice versa or whatever, and it could still lead them down the wrong path because it's not. You know what I'm saying? The first thing I ask them, believe it or not, have y'all went to counseling? That's the first thing I ask them. Some of them say yes. Some of them say no.
0: Let me, let me let me get in here. Let me let me, let me, let me get in here and
1: I have got to I've got I've to gotta ask this question. Does the Bible say anything about a bitter wife?
2: Yes. It Where? says something about it says something about bitterness as being a sin in Ephesians 4:31 and 32. It says let all so bitterness be swept Hold and on, on a second, hold on a second. How did we get to that? I didn't think we were finished with what we were talking about with Darren.
0: Okay, well, let's finish I, it. <laughs> I'm just confused. I, I was, I mean,
2: we, we, we don't have to throw I, another question in it. I want to finish because I'm just confused just a little bit, Darren. Okay, what's up? So man? what you're saying is you're not claiming the role of a counselor, but when people come to you, you still counsel them. I'm not claiming that role as a counselor, but when they come to me, they say, man, that was great counseling oh, that was great fellowship. You can put whatever word you want to on it. But if they walk out of here at 4 o'clock in the morning helped, if they walk out of here at 4 o'clock in the morning holding hands, if they walk out of here and make love to each other that night and call us and tell us about it the next morning, then you can call it whatever you call it. I call it saving a marriage. Okay, so then you contradicted yourself when you said counseling don't work. You just again. talked about when people – again, listen to me. This is what I'm hearing. You, so when you said if they come, they sit down and talk to you, they're not coming for cooking lessons. Right. They're not coming to play bingo. They're not coming to play Sony PlayStation. They're coming to talk about marriage with you and your wife. And you said if they leave and go make love, if they leave holding hands, if they leave in love again, mission accomplished, Right. Yes. Okay, so if mission accomplished, then counseling works. Spiritual counseling, and I stated that, not secular counseling. That, counseling. That's why I asked
4: my question. That's why I asked my question.
2: No, you can't say secular counseling don't work if that's not what you do. You can't right. say just I like that. You can only speak for what you know. That's what I stated. I said from my yeah. opinion. From my experiences, it does not work because they teach from a, a textbook that they learn in college that they went to school for in twelve years, and say when a person goes through this, here's something in the brain that, chemi- that chemically reacts to this, that, and the third, so that makes the woman think this way, and that may-. no. You can't you can't help people. I don't believe from my experience. Again, from my experience, they try to. I mean, do you know my suggestion? when when I told when we went to counseling and we told them that my ex-wife and my mother didn't get along and we were going on vacation their suggestion to us were to take separate vacations and go to the same place but she go to her people house and I go to my people house, and we don't spend vacation together. And that's coming from the theologi- the, the, the the theology of. And she named a person, and I'm like, what? And that Come comes on, from this, that, I'm just telling you I what heed happened. You. I he. But so you telling me that if I go to a spiritual counselor, every advice that they give me, and right, me and my wife is going to be spot on every time. what all not we saying- hear about. A lot of times is that in the church they try to dictate and tell you what to do. You can only have sex this way, and you've got to do things this way, and you got to wear that clothes that way. You see what I'm saying?
0: And another I don't thing know you what church you went to
2: because I've never heard this, that before. Go I mean, ahead. Yeah, another thing you might not know, T-Town and his wife were having marriage problems, and the marriage problems were the same issues that you're talking about, leaving Cleve because he, he was he was letting his mother and his sister – have, have um, um, uh, more respect than his wife, and she couldn't mm-hmm. take it anymore, and it was almost done. They went mm-hmm. outside of the church, who was secular counselor, and helped them. A secular counselor helped them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They didn't go okay. to the church. They didn't go to our pastor. And he'll tell you the story if you ask him. A secular counselor said, okay, this is what you have to do. You have to leave your, your mother and your sister and your wife. Well, that was, that was a secular counselor, but they gave him spiritual advice. So it doesn't really matter. As long as you get getting their spiritual advice, because it, even if they go back to the Bible, if, then we in there. But what but I'm, I'm trying to tell you is, I don't know if they said leave. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying in your words, leave and cleave, but they could have said it a different way, but it was the same message. That's fine, T-Hawk. I, I'm, not, I'm not tripping about that, but the, spirit, the, the advice that they got was spiritual. If it comes from a secular counselor, that's wonderful. Now the secular people are headed in the right direction, because now they realize that the book is real. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> I wouldn't. My preference, my preference would not be a secular counselor. My and preference. That's why. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, Rod.
1: That's why I asked my question. That's that's this is the reason why I asked my question. You know, and I'll restate it. Does the Bible say anything about a bitter wife?
2: A bitter uh, – it says it a woman's explains porn. bitterness. It explains bitterness is it, it, in, in its entirety, and it sums it up in what it does if you don't get rid of it. So right. you don't have to be Go ahead.
1: What I'm asking is does the Bible say anything about a bitter wife? That's the question.
2: I think it does in Proverbs. I, I don't know the proverb to it. I don't know the exact proverb, but I'm pretty sure it, it does. It says something about a wife, uh, oh, a man would be, it would, a man would rather be on the corner of his house in the rain or something like that than in the house. On the roof. A, on, the so, on the on the roof. roof. Right, on the rooftop of his house, than, <laughs> and then being in a house bitter with wife. a bitter wife.
1: No, y'all in the
2: right book, but that's not what the verse says.
1: It's better to live in a desert. Better to live in a desert than with a quarrelsome and nagging wife. Does not say bitter. You know those are two different things. And Proverbs twenty-one and nineteen for those that want to look it up. But on the flip side, on the flip side, does the Bible say anything about a bitter husband?
2: I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Um, Darren, Darren, yes. you better know.
0: These people coming <laughs> to
2: you to your house. You giving them spiritual advice him, on Tony.
5: marriage. You better Talk know the to answer him, to him, that Tony.
4: question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I looked it up, but you
0: him. know, yes, yes, you you that's
4: a simple question.
1: That's I mean, a he simple, asked simple
0: question.
1: <laughs> he had, a, he had several answers for the bitter, bitter wife. But the bitter husband? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. No, the
2: reason why the reason because you're breaking it down in, in categories as far as wife and husband. But you know, but right. the word bitterness, the word bitterness, it tells you how to love your wife, tells you that you should love a wife as Christ loved the church. But it mentioned bitterness as a whole. So if and and bitterness as a whole is covered, uh, it covers wife and husband in Ephesians 4:31 and 32. It covers that's everybody.
1: Yeah, you, you you just made my point, brother. That's Ephesians four and thirty-two is universal. It's not unique to the bitter wife, right? Which is what you stated earlier that it's not the bitter. It's not a, a, a specific to the bitter wife, which was my question. And okay. then on the flip side, does the Bible say anything about a bitter husband? And it's like I don't know. So, are you, do you know or don't you know?
2: No, like I said, you cleared <laughs> it up for us in Proverbs, and you said it's a quarrelsome and nagging wife. But if you look at, uh, if you look at the uh the 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 new international Bible, it is also bitterness is in uh is in uh, uh, parentheses. But I mean <laughs> parentheses.
0: You I got the King is, James.
1: The you know, no, no, I, no, I ain't got saying, no parentheses.
0: But, but Did a lot
1: you of international.
0: Okay, listen, man. I'm just telling you, <laughs> hey, there's a lot of people
2: read Jonathan. the NIV. If they read the NIV, or if they if they read the uh, the the. What the, do they uh, read when they come to your house till four o'clock in the morning? What version? <laughs> what book are they? Seeing? Whatever I got. NIV don't
0: <laughs> I like say bitter either. NIV no, don't the, say bitter
2: Not not the NIV. It's another one. Uh, the uh, <laughs> amplified. <laughs> amplified. Go look in amplified. That's King James, okay. King James Amplified. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but again, going back to my last question, does the Bible say anything about a bitter husband? Or no. use the bitter word people. bitter.
0: Huh? Okay. Yeah,
1: I would well, it's say actually, bitter.
0: People.
1: It's actually in Colossians 3 and 19. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter towards them. So why I ask that question, those questions, is why is there this false perception that there are these verses in the Bible about a bitter wife, but few, if any, about a bitter husband, when we just prove that that's not even the case? Again, it's about us, not about them. It talk, it's talk specifically, unless you get a, a re, new, revised, revival Bible, it don't talk about a bitter wife talks about a quarrelsome wife and a nagging wife that's not bitter. But it does speak about husbands being bitter towards their wives. So why is this perception out here that this urban legend, if you will, that it, it, it does talk about the bitter wife but don't talk about the bitter husband when that's not the case? Why the perception?
0: Hmm.
2: I, think, I don't know. I, I think it's because of a husband – can be can have his wife to become bitter quickly uh, by finding let's say outside sex from somebody else or other interest in other women or you know because a lot of that a lot of times when a husband cheeks on his wife that's the instant bitterness that sets in if she decides to stay with him so um, bitterness towards him leaving the house or bitterness towards uh, the way he raised the kids or touches her and. A lot of other stuff can set in just by the mistakes that he can possibly make. Mm-hmm. I think he's more prone to, to make out and step step out the marriage before she does. But you know what else I'm bitter
1: about, fellas? I'm bitter about the fact that Christian divorce rate is virtually the same as the non-Christian divorce rate. Am I the only one bothered by this? Where well, do you get that information from? Statistically proven. You can Google it. And, and, okay,
2: basically the same. Go ahead. And, 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 and so, Rodney, again, and you saying that to say that the non-Christian people, if they go to counselors, they're going to probably secular counselors. Christian mm-hmm. people, if they're going to counselors, they're going to religious counselors. Mm-hmm. Right, and ain't making no difference.
0: Well, it ain't making no difference.
2: I got. I say something about that, real quick. Um, go, ahead. go ahead. That's to me when when people when people use that analogy, they're not really talking about people that are committed to Christianity. Because if they were really committed to Christianity like that, they probably wouldn't get a divorce. To me, that's why I'm like saying gyms don't work because probably. Seventy-five percent of the people that actually go to the gym don't lose weight and don't get in shape. The ones yep. that serious get in excellent shape.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: That's, that's how I see that that analogy. So when they say fifty percent of people who claim Christianity who say they, I mean, how serious are they about their Christianity? Mm. And mm. another thing, an- another thing, the research that you're talking about, Rodney, the statistical data that you're going by. When they it's do the survey, the secular
0: world. <laughs> huh? It's, no, no, no. We are talking about the Christian world. world. No, go ahead, go ahead.
2: We are talking about no this, the, research. Talking about this, the research, the okay. research. Okay, so
1: research was done by the second world. Go ahead. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get it tomorrow.
0: <laughs> I got
2: you. I got you tonight. But but uh, that, <laughs> that that research that you're looking at, the way that they survey that. And I had to research this to try to find the same answers that the, to the questions that Tony is asking tonight. Now they ask a person, "Are you married, divorced, distant or that?" And they, they, they say, let's say they divorce, and then they ask them, "Are you Christian, atheist, uh, non-denominal or whatever?" And they say, "Christian." And then they go down this list, and then they say, "Okay, here's a Christian, a divorced Christian." But it did not state where you were married when you was a Christian or were you married when you was in the world. So a lot of these people that are getting married are being thrown in the pile of Christianity because when they filled, when they filled out their sheet they stated that they were Christian and they stated that they were divorced. So they put them in that divorce pile of Christians. Instead of saying, Okay, I was in the world, me and my husband was in the world and I got in the word and he didn't want to switch over or I got in. I got divorced, and then I became a Christian, or this and that. But they stating it and putting it in the same pile as Christians, and then that that makes the that makes it looks about equal. So if you actually talk to the people instead of looking at a piece of paper and stating, you know, hey, this person is a divorced Christian. Hey, they looking bad as us? No, then
4: that's not the case.
1: Yeah. Well, let me let me, let me step out of the church and into the secular world and get back on the topic of bitter as we get close to shutdown time here. And I want to drop a monkey wrench if I might. Um, the topic tonight is bitter, but I want to replace the I with a U, and let's talk about butter. Butter. Has anybody ever seen a woman where everything is banging butter face? <laughs> No, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Let's get serious, guys. Let's get serious, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm tripping. Just make sure you're still out there. You're still awake. But the topic tonight is bitter. Now let's replace the I with an E and let's talk about better. Since we all go through difficulties in life, why do trials oftentimes make people bitter instead of better? A lack of wisdom. Explain, fellow.
2: I think typically people, um, oftentimes, are just not wise enough to understand what the experience is, is supposed to produce.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's a so, no, no so growth. In it.
1: So do you think our our greatest growth comes through times of pain and adversity?
2: Um. Possibly that, but but not, less extreme, just experiences, period. The, the pain the pain the pain probably does burn it into your memory a lot more. But but just experiences in general. I think um Hello? Mhm. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I think that uh that it's supposed to grow you. But a lot of people get bitterness, bitter towards the test, and then um, and then they they lose sight of what is supposed, to, what's the purpose of the test, and when you lose sight of what's the purpose of the test, then bitterness sets in. You know, um, reading Job, bitterness never set in. He just took it and continued to go on his road to uh, righteousness. But a lot of people they start shaking their fists when they have to go through something because they don't want to go through it and don't feel good to go through something that you don't, that's supposed to be uh, out of your comfort zone. And it never feels Mm -hmm. good when you get out of your comfort zone. So you have two roads to go down after it's over with. You can go down the road of the path of bitterness or you can take it as a a growth, you know, you can grow in that. You can either grow from it or be bitter and stay where you are.
0: Mm.
1: So does this outlet, this form called the Married Men on Talk Show, make anything better?
2: Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. How so? Because it it lets me know. It it, it puts a a mirror in my face every time I get off this phone, and it puts a mirror. It shines uh, a mirror in my heart to let me know, hey, you know, you have to m- match up to what you just heard on the phone, and what you just explained to the guys, and what you just uh, explained that that's in the Bible. You also have to be a part of that. So it, you're not only stating it. You know, it's like that hair club for men thing. You know, you're, you're not. I'm not only client. I'm not only the client, but I'm the president. You know, so. So we have, I have to own up to it, and it makes my marriage a whole lot better. Mm-hmm.
1: Good words. Um. Finally, I want to replace the I with an A, and let's talk about batter. In baseball, a batter is a player whose turn it is at, at bat. Now there's always plenty of talk directed towards men about how if we want our marriage to be better, we have to step up to the plate. But once you step up to the plate, what else do you have to do? Anybody? Once you step up, you know you're the batter. Once you step up to the plate, what do you have to do in baseball? You got to
2: make contact. You got to make contact with the ball. Yeah, how do you make contact?
5: What do you do with the
1: bat? you
2: got to swing at a pitch. Exactly.
1: So why do you think, why do you all think that there's so many married men that are just standing in the batter's box but won't bother to swing their bat? Essentially not doing anything to save their marriage, as we talked about in the beginning.
2: They're, they're in the game, but they're not sure what sport they're playing. Mm. <laughs> My goodness. That's strong. Mm.
1: So should they swing at every pitch?
2: No. Mm. What is a what is yes. pitch?
1: Well, you can have a pitch from a beautiful woman that's not your wife, as an example. But, I mean, the brother was right. We shouldn't swing at every pitch because every pitch ain't in the strike zone.
2: You could have a situation where it's not beneficial for you to voice your opinion, and sometimes you just have to listen. That could be a pitch that you'd say, well, you know, I'm going to let that one go by. Leave it alone. hmm But doesn't that produce bitterness? I I think sometimes we have the right to pick and choose our battles, especially in marriage. We don't have to address every single one of them. They're going to be like, okay, you got that.
0: Those
3: uh those are some powerful words there. I mean you guys uh, uh pretty much right on uh but I I got some for you to uh consider myself. Nigger, 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 nigger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that right, that, we'll that. that
2: right Go there ahead, is an example. That right here is an example of 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 pick and choose your own battles. See, so mm-hmm. if something like that happened, you can choose to say, well, that's a little ignorant, so I'm going to ignore it and keep it moving. And you can do that in marriage, too.
0: What, what <laughs> yeah, was that? Tripping,
2: just that was somebody that called in. It was just a, uh, you know, we, we got a call like that a long time ago. For that. Every once in a while, they come in like, oh,
0: good.
2: Yeah, because, again, you know, the
1: the devil... Tries to infiltrate. I mean, it is what it is, and stop what we're doing here. But as Tony just said, we just keep it moving. The devil can't stop this, <laughs> you know. We, we, you know, it is what it is. We, we we're not going to lose focus, you know. That's going to happen, unfortunately. And you know, it is what it is. Um, but you know, going back to baseball, and then we'll flip it over to open mic. Um What about a pinch hitter? Does anybody know what a pinch hitter is in baseball? Is that the
2: guy is that the guy who uh who who hit who who hits for the guy and let the good guy run? No, no, yep. no. That's the guy that steps in for the guy that can't hit it deep enough in the outfield. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's speaking tonight
1: <laughs> this guy don't even know what he's saying tonight well you're mm. exactly right exactly right a pitch hitter is a substitute batter mm. and batters can be substituted at any time while the ball is dead or while the ball is not active in active play so unlike basketball or football the replaced batter in baseball is never allowed back into that game. Did y'all know that? Unlike basketball or football, the replaced batter, the pinch hitter in baseball, once you get a pinch hitter that steps in there for you, as Tony said, you can't hit the ball deep enough, you know, you out. You ain't never allowed in the game no more. Have a seat. You on the bench. I don't it. Yeah, what y'all think about that? You don't hmm? get it. You don't get it. <laughs> no, I don't get it. <laughs> it. No, I'm, talking, get it. I'm talking,
0: talking, talking about. I'm talking about. You getting it next week. I don't.
2: I don't. I don't, uh, I don't watch baseball, so y'all y'all all over my head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ain't about baseball, brother.
3: It ain't about baseball
1: tonight. <laughs> ain't about baseball. But let, let me let me break it down for you. This, 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 this is my last one on the, on the batter. You know. Bitter to batter. Okay, let's say you swing the bat and you hit a home run, and you you, you know you hit it out of the park. You go way deep. Okay, mm-hmm. what does the batter have to do then? Once you hit it out the park, what does the batter have to do then?
2: You got to take his bases. Got that part?
1: You
0: got to what?
2: what? He got to run his you bases. Got, oh yeah. How many? Four. <laughs> you know baseball. You know baseball. You know baseball.
1: But yeah, you, you you're right. You have to touch all of the bases. Okay. So what happens? What happens? You hit it out of the park. What happens when you miss a base? Say, out you out skip a base. It? You don't touch it. Say again. You got to go back, back and
2: touch it. You got to go back and touch it. You're not out. You got to go back
1: and touch it. No, you out. They call you out. They call you out. You Mm -hmm. run around, you miss first base. You come on around the home plate, you out. You miss first base.
2: Right. Okay. That's right. So that home run is, 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 is null and void.
4: Exactly.
2: So here's the question.
1: Can the failure to touch all the bases be bad for a marriage too? Are you touching all the bases in your marriage? Not just the sexual piece. You know, we talk about the intimacy piece. Um... Are you touching all the bases in your marriage? Because they're different facets. So if you don't touch all the bases, how can that be bad for a marriage?
2: Oh, that's deep. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can you you can you can be you can think that you're touching all the bases and not touching them. Mm. Now that's
1: a
0: now now that's the
2: question, because you can think that, you know, everything is all good, and you can think that, you know, you got every I dotted and every T cross, and you, you missing all the plates. But you running around looks, it like you get your hands up. Or yeah, like you hit a home you, run. Go ahead. Or you could be thinking that you're reaching the 450 mark every time up to bat, and then you find out... <laughs> you find out towards the end of your season that your bat was never long enough. (laughs) When you have to sit down with the committee, when you have to sit down with the committee and they're like, no, you were never reaching 450. You just couldn't see that far. My goodness. I'm I'm understanding you now. I'm I'm on the page. (laughs) That's heavy. That's it. Before you get your final question, I wanted to slip a question in there for you. Um, Go ahead. Is, is it ever a good thing in, your, in, your, in you guys' opinion in marriage to strategically for a, a particular purpose that may benefit the whole union, the whole group, to maybe miss a, miss a place, miss a base? Or intentionally, or, or take on something that may cause you to have to maybe miss a base because it's for the betterment, the long-term betterment of the of the union. Yes, you know. We, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I think it is. I think there are times when. Yeah. I I don't. I disagree with that. I, I think you that, want me to give you an example. Okay, go ahead. I'll give an example. So let's just say that you're not being satisfied. You're not being pleased sexually because we can all communicate with that. Um, I mean, you know, we can all relate with that. And at certain points, your message to her is not being crystal clear because you're still not getting what you want. So then you have to at some point say, okay, well, if I'm not going to get what I want and you're not trying to give it to me, then I'm going to have to, initially, I'm going to have to on purpose miss these bases to let you know what I'm going through. So you're you on get back saying. time. Well, it's not get back time. It's not, it's not get back, but it's like I'm not going to participate in this activity that's going on that's not beneficial to me. So I'm going to back out for a little while and it's it's almost like timeout, but that's not missing the base though I think that that's just giving space to try to figure out what's going on and what's really what's really happening in your relationship and getting back to the basis of why it's not happening on a regular so in that in that in that case, you're not skipping anything you're you're going back and making sure that you touch all of them. No, he said he said intentionally missing a base, intentionally. Right, but your example, your example, you wasn't, you wasn't missing the base. You went back to make you make sure you touched it. No, no, no. Making sure you don't touch the base. Intentionally not touching the base. Intentionally not getting into an intimate situation. Because you said, okay, well, it's not ideal for me, so I'm not going to keep doing this. I'm just going to intentionally skip it. Well, mm. what what are you doing that for? You you basically you're skipping it to go back to it because you got to revisit it because you still want sex. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that you still want the end result. It doesn't change. But well, what that end fact. result do you want? But what end result do you want? Do you want a quality, do you want quality intimacy, or do you just want any old things she's going to give you? Quality
0: in- intimacy. Mm-hmm.
2: So to get the quality, you're going to have to say, okay, well, this ain't quality what you've given me. So now I've got to All get right. back to my quality, so I'm not going to participate in this less than quality. Until, it's, until you can figure out that it's important and we need to get back to the basics of quality, I'm not going to participate. And so you intentionally going to skip that base. No, huh? you no, you you are skip. You, no, that's not skipping the base, in my opinion. I think that's going back to the to first. I think that's you you realize that you skip first base and so you're going to go back around to to make sure you touch first base so y'all can get on that same page and then into quality intimacy it happen, and then you touch first and second and third and keep it moving. So I get, I think we're looking at it in two different directions or two different angles, but I I. I don't think that it's ever a time when you need to skip any basis because if you skip it you're gonna to have to go back to it to consider the to, to be considered, you know, for that for that run account. Well when when that when it was the, the question came in my mind, I wasn't thinking, um, I was thinking about maybe say for an example, if you needed to be away from your family for uh, some type of extended period of time, or or a lot of time in a day, because it's going to be beneficial for your family financially in the long term. But so you don't have that balance that's probably the average couple would expect. But you're well, doing isn't it a, not of selfishness, but for the for the family, for example. Well, isn't it in baseball? It is a such thing as a sacrificed. Out, or the sacrifice something? Sacrifice pitch? Yeah, it's a sacrifice pitch where the, the pitcher walks. He walks the batter. So if we want to keep it in this baseball terminology, that's a sacrifice pitch. And you only do it once in a while, and it's for a purpose. So what you're doing is for a purpose. That's not skipping any bases, though. Okay, so maybe you do that – well, you actually are – I mean, you actually do have some baseball terminology, brother. I am just
0: just want to throw that out there
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just say, because everybody doesn't know about that. You know, but you do a sacrifice pitch or a sacrifice hit so you can get that other batter in that you want to be able to strike out. I mean, there's a reason why you do it right. Right. And what he's doing is working and spending time his, away from his family. Not, And it's not a permanent thing he's doing, but he's doing it for a sacrificial uh, a time period to, to sacrifice, uh, to, to, to accelerate his family's financial situation. Hmm. It's always good to sacrifice at one period, one time, you know, one time or another. We all going to have to sacrifice. We're sacrificing right now. It's 12 midnight, and most of us got to go to work tomorrow.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we do. Um, Final question, fellas. Can bitterness actually make a marriage stronger? Can bitterness actually make a marriage stronger?
2: Definitely. Really?
4: Really? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Talk to him You gotta explain you gotta that him. one bro <laughs> got to that quickly
2: for, for a person with, with a, a philosophy On life like me Meaning that I'm tied to my wife no matter what To me we're just getting a lot of The potential The possible feelings and emotions Out of the way Because ultimately we're going to have to resolve them Because we're not going nowhere And I'm not going to be in marriage angry For 20 years So to me it's just we're visiting emotions, and we're we're mastering them and just are getting them out of the way
0: mm-hmm.
2: I have no problem with with a a problem marriage because I think that's just that that it's just getting it out of the way, but that's not bitterness, that's just voicing or communicating your your problem to your spouse, right.
0: Well, no. It could, it could
2: be bitterness. It could be it could be any number of things that cause problems in marriage. So, when your wife is bitter about the same old thing and she keeps bringing the same old thing to your attention about your your past, for instance, mm-hmm. it, or do you want to hear that every week or every day? I don't want to hear that, that ever. I don't want to hear that ever in my life. But in the long term, it's going to help us get past it in my
0: opinion. Oh, okay. want to get I,
2: tired of it and hopefully, you know, stop. Hopefully. But if it doesn't, <laughs> it's not going to help me. I think that it harbors, I, I think that it harbors, I mean, it, I think that it transfer and, and take root in the other person to be more bitter towards the person who's being bitter. That 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 that's but my philosophy my philosophy on life is there has to be at least one rock in in mm-hmm. the scenario, and if you have at least one rock, then then the bitterness won't speed in on on each other back and forth. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and bitterness can destroy your marriage if it's not attacked at the core. But as soon as you begin to notice bitterness creeping in, fellas, try to fix it. It's your choice. Don't let your love story turn into a horror story. Make your bitter better. Man up. Next week's topic is uh, man up. So y'all be here, 930. I'll let y'all lead on.